The Weird Science DC Comics podcast is available for free wherever you listen to podcasts, obviously. But did you know that you could get early access as well as exclusive shows like our weekly badass Patreon-only Spotlight podcast by going to patreon.com slash weird science and subscribing to whatever level is right for you. Your support not only helps out the show, but gets you a bunch of podcasts in return. So go to patreon.com slash weird science. And thank you so much for listening to this week's show. The only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm the corruption inside the great darkness, Eric Shea. And I'm the purveyor of positivity, Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 453. 453, and here we are, Eric, as we hit Comic-Con this weekend. A lot of people excited, a bunch of announcements this week that end up, you know, pointing out some crazy things about events coming up after the Dark Crisis, but also a big deal that just kind of broke. That Joshua Williamson will be on the Superman book when it comes back with the a new, new number Superman one. Book. Yeah, new Superman said, well, not the new new. You know what? That is a little misleading, I isn't know it? it is. It's crazy, especially Can't with shit no more. King and Kong coming back for that event, it seems, as well. So there's crazy stuff going on. But I saw some people getting excited. Some people actually... You know, getting involved in stuff, and I don't know. People are positive. You know, get involved I'm going to be positive. To get involved in stuff, they are, and here we are involved Doing in stuff down as at the well. Rec Center. What we usually do here at the Rec Center that we call the Weird Science Podcast is talk about the books, and that's what we're going to be doing in just a minute. But before we do that, please go over to the Twitters at Weird Science. Go get DC. involved in stuff. Follow us. We'll follow you back, and then we'll get involved in stuff. That's going to be the big <laughs> deal. I can better write that down for the title. Hey, everybody, get involved in stuff. Also, go to our website. It's you a know, broad statement. To get involved in stuff at the weirdsidesdccomics.com, and then go to our Patreon, patreon.com, slash weirdscience, where there you can get involved in a lot of stuff, Ray. including... You know, a bunch of shows, each stuff. level more shows, all this stuff going on. One of the big <laughs> things, though, that we like to push each and every week when we're pushing stuff is the <laughs> DC Badass Patreon Spotlight. And this week, the badasses, the Get Fresh crew, uh, uh, they picked uh, Joker, the man who stopped laughing, number one. Oh, my. Is he all right? I, I hope so. 
I, Which yeah, one? You, you're going to have to pry that laughter out of my cold, dead hands. I think he said that, Eric. I don't think he did, actually. Where we did find out some guys like to do the H with the stall open, or maybe not even have a stall. We were very worried about that guy. Very odd. And the Dark Crisis, only from the nurse, the Deadly Green, number one, that. Eric. The Dark Crisis, the Deadly Green, number one, which... I think we'll bring it up when we talk about the Dark Crisis so. book this week. They learned so much, Jim. Did they? Yeah. I, I, and it's funny because you ended up having already had read and reviewed the Dark Crisis when we did the spotlight. And you brought it up that you were angry. Then later on in this podcast, we'll talk about going and seeing an editor's note and going in the team justice multiversity get that dc pride on holy moly my gonna solve all my problems my favorite editor's note and i'm sure to bring it up when we get to it is the batman book that just out of nowhere just goes hey everybody this happens before <laughs> it came you. in such a Thank weird you. way like it just was them like eh, what the fuck at this point in time crazy. the reader will wonder why is batman alive better put an editor's note yeah it's like out like they suddenly figured that out at like page 50. Oh my God, we better Have put we that in. Have we had that every issue? It almost felt like it was like a, a laughter uh, when they're saying it's like, hey, by the way, this happens there. But we talk about those two books an hour or so uh, of a podcast going there. And I'm not going to tell you we love them, but we had some fun talking about them. Laughs and were had. One Eric Shea was singing songs. I mean, everything was coming up. Eric Shea in that. We couldn't remember what exactly <laughs> you were singing. And now you bring it up. Point. I don't remember it at all. Yeah, yeah. You you mentioned it last night when we recorded again. You're like, what was that I was singing? Last I'm like, night. I don't remember. That was last night's problems. But tonight's problems were not actually problem. This is an asset, Eric. And what I'm talking about are the Badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Uh-uh, here's their roll call, Eric. Speaking of that, get this. There's some new people involved, and I'd like to thank Eric K for joining nice. in. He's number one there. Jeffrey Greg, Stephen Bat, Dad Mitchell, The Annihilator, Ted Probst, I Love Punchline, Stort, Michael S., Forrest, Polly, Cam, Matt Razor, D-Man 3000, Lady Abby, and Lord Andy, Red, Francisco L. Rock III, very fancy, and welcome back, Francisco. Niels, David Fink, Joey Bercosco, Stephen Baum, Jason Kobe, Sue 42 to you and me, Michael G., Ken Halleck, Comic Boom, Rocke, <sighs> Betty it? Drillzer, <laughs> you son oh my. Mark Jager, I don't even know what I'm saying half the time. Aldrin Stoja, Nick Adams, Betty Drillzer, people. Drillzer. I bet he does. Ruben. <laughs> Betty Drillzer. Now I get it. I'm the worst. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm Mo. I'm, I'm completely Mo. Carlos, no Mark Drillzer. Luke Hollywood, Simon, Luis Manship. Still haven't heard from Merrick. Uh-oh. I'm worried. I'm worried. Andrew Belfast, Twani, Anthony G, Josh Million, my man, people from NYC, Batman Beyond, Mark, our man, Rob Lewis. There we go again. It's always at Rob Lewis, but it gives me a chance to tell Rob Lewis that better, I buddy. am thinking of him. Uh, uh, Eric's here, and he's going to say that Betty drills are almost every day. Uh, uh, word. Be mirror. That's Brandy Murray. And let's dox that double Aaron over there in Minnesota. His name is Double Aaron, and he's here to say that he likes eating fried food every day because he's a Minnesota. There you go, Eric. Word. And they shout out to all time great Reggie. Reggie. Uh-uh. Oh, my, Eric. This is such a, a great show. 
I'm actually having some fun. I'm <laughs> glad to talk to you, Eric. I haven't talked to you in about 24 hours, and that is too long for me not to talk to my 22. Eric Shea. <laughs> 22, maybe. So with all of that, though, we have some big books, at least in the first section, and then we kind of tail off a bit in the second. But Capers. this is what it is. This is each week we come in. We're not writing the books, Eric. We don't tell it what we do or don't do right. We just do it. And I don't that know what you're is doing. also, I don't know. We end up also, we have some mail. So that's a pretty cool deal as well. Doing stuff we are, Eric. And we're going to go up right now to start with, you know, the bigger books. We have the Dark Crisis event going on. We'll see, Eric. Is it started yet? What is it over? For? Are we doing that? I don't know. I ended up wanting to extend the intro and I'm actually. Nervously talking. I don't have anything have, to talk about, I but I don't no want to end idea. this right now. You guys want to hear the books too? Fucking I have a weird bad. nervous energy right now, Eric, and I just I'm trying to calm down. I'm trying to get you to calm me a bit down. Soothe me. Take a break. Get to the with books. your dulcet tones and things. But we're gonna go off right now, and we will talk about those books. Positivity, Eric. Here I am, yeah. ready to go, Eric. I only throw shade and song. That is back to that. But we end up having the big event here in this first section of books that makes this a big section. I a very, very big section in a podcast that has a plethora of books. Will this stand up and stand the test of time? I don't know. <laughs> but if you want to read reviews, including Eric Shea's written review of The Dark Crisis on Infinite Earth number five, which I did read before, did my homework. Eric, go over to weirdsdccomics.com. No, I just oh. read the review and I thought, damn it, I wish he still spoiled things. Seriously. Is what I really thought. Oh my, how am I going to talk about this one? No, I did read the book. I read the book a couple of times and it's what it is uh is it getting started is it not this would have been in my mind a better number one issue 
Maybe the prelude could have led to it, and maybe we could have had some of the, you know. Prelude, number one, it could have started, and number two, oh my god, yeah, here's a crisis. I mean, it sh- this should have been what we ended up, like, the beginning with the idea of, hey, those Justice Leaguers, they're dead. Eh, screw that. They always die. What do we got? They always come back. <laughs> and then the, hey, oh no, Deathstroke's attacking. Oh no, he, he always us. He went away. He did that, yeah. Everything leading up to this just did feel like a prelude, and it makes this issue just feel weird, the idea that we have only two more issues left. But what does it have to do with the devil Nezha and the Lazarus bits on Lazarus (laughs) Island? We'll have to see, Eric. That kind of will be an event later. Now, with that going into this, a lot of people were talking about the idea of that event and saying, oh, this seems like they're not going to change anything once the new year comes and Dark Crisis ends. But you do get that new Superman number one and stuff. So maybe there is a chance, though. I hope that they just don't shuffle all of the creatives around. I hope that we get something. (laughs) Exactly, Eric. But yeah, this this Dark Crisis, me and you have been pretty positive for it. We've been enjoying it for the most part, but we've been waiting for it to start. And then it starts here, and then it still doesn't feel like it just finally feels like a crisis on the last week. Of five of seven. That's not great, but give us the credits and we'll go into it. Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths, number five, written by Joshua Williamson, with art by Daniel Sampier, Alejandro Sanchez, and Tom Napolitano. And if you remember at the end of the last issue, Black Adam went off on his own to go get his old buddies of the Legion of Doom. He went because you know what? Those new Justice Leaguers, they ain't shit compared to the old Justice Leaguers. These bunch of kids, they ain't going to do nothing. They just want to sit around and play their video games. I'm going to get the adults on. I'm going to take it. Re- we're going to completely take a Deathstroke and his secret society. It's just too bad that Deathstroke being infused by, you know, the great darkness and being a slave to it, spit in everybody's mouths because he's a gross motherfucker. Now everybody in the Legion of Doom, except for Black Adam, is now one with the darkness as well. Basically what you're saying, and this is the problem, I think, with everything that's come before this. We get a repeat. You ended up, yeah, nobody likes getting spit in their mouth. Well, some people do. I've, I've seen, seen some, some things like that. <laughs> I, that uh, that's not for me, Eric. I'll tell you that, right? But Black Adam, he ends up coming back. Oh, my God. Remember the big dog. He comes back. Y'all don't know this, but the Justice League. We went up against the Great Darkness' army, and none of them guys was shit but me. I was the guy that came through. Everybody else, they died. I was the big dog over there. Woo, woo, woo. Woo, woo. So he ends up where Nightwing, John Kent, he's like, you guys are nonsense. You're not as good as the Justice League. The Justice League wasn't good enough themselves. I'm going off to do other things, possibly join up, and now he's back. He's well, just- John Kent's like, I'm going to be in charge of the Justice League. You ain't no Superman. Hey, Nightwing, why don't you do this? I can't do this. And Nightwing finally says, up. Jeff Black Adam's like, you can't do this either now that I thought about it. I'm going off doing my own thing. <laughs> I hope that they end up then saving him. And in this, it starts off, and you end up having the Battle of the Legion of Doom now. And he is fighting Black Adam's God. And it seems like Black Adam, with his powers, can kind of stave off as some long of as the he stuff. shazams the shit out of everybody and gets the lightning thrown at it somehow this affects the great darkness more than anything else in the dc universe i'm telling you that's all i do is have him do his well shaz- that's what he that's wanted it, to do but right? sinestro put a construct gag in his ass up that's the deal he gags it up and there is cheetah sinestro the legion of doom yeah they have problems right now the dark- but when he ends up being saved then by sideways Never going to live that down. The only thing that I can think of that with the stepping out with sideways is 
they needed somebody that can make portals. And they're like, who else is left? Oh, sideways. But Raven. it's cool. I like that. I like having that. I guess they did I guess she was busy Raven. doing Deadly Green stuff. Exactly. That's she came back then. But I sideways. think that's the only reason. But I don't mind that. Like, I'm drawing a blank right now, but there has to be some bigger there characters be besides her sideways. That can create a portal to get somewhere. Maybe not. But you end Bamf. up having sideways boom, he comes in. You ended up have Jackson, Supergirl, and Mr. Terrific. Terrific. And they grab him and save him. Oh, man, make we gotta the get out of here. But save him seemingly from the Legion of Doom. Then they come back and he starts talking crap. And then you end up having Nightwing say, you're lucky it was us that found you. If it were, say, the Legion of Doom. No, no, Nightwing, somebody didn't get you the memo. That's who he was fighting. He was fighting members of that, of the darkness kind Who's of gonna tell him? But, I'm not telling him. Yeah, I mean, the, it was weird. It actually threw me off a little. But in that, you have a lot of information being thrown at you in this book that is information that we all know. And it's very basic. Hey, Mr. Trivic, did you get the readings from your T-spheres? Yup, Deathstroke's the one. He's the center of it all. We take down Slade. We take down the great darkness connection to all his <laughs> army. I'm telling you, I went night and go, thanks a lot, tasters. Get well, out of here. We knew that. This. We have a little montage talking about Slade's the key to everything. His forces not only attack heroes, but spread the darkness. And in that montage, we have a Mesa, which is weird for, you know, an android to have the great darkness, so like spreading, you know, the way it is. But he's attacking Firestorm. You have Giganta attacking Mary Marvel, and you have the Fearsome Five attacking the, the Doom Patrol. Are these heroes now infected with darkness? I don't I know. I don't know. I don't know. And that's the problem. Some of the big things that we want to know. We're not being told because this issue really doesn't have a lot to do except reiterate and redo plans from before. Nightwing says, we need everybody here, all hands on deck. They they tried this before and they got attacked by Deathstroke and all of got his their asses guys and gals and got their asses whooped. And Nightwing might have been killed if Deathstroke just didn't get pulled away. This boy might have been killed by reasons. Chupacabra. Nobody remembers Chupacabra <laughs> what happened to him. We have the backpack show up. Nobody says nothing. Yeah, I did. He is ready to get Jason Todd up here where he's going to come I back. and wings like, now. Really? Y'all fucked. Everybody's at bedside for Changeling. What about me, Jerks? You don't want Changeling, are you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just felt like I wanted to go there. But yeah, so all of this is gather up the squad. We need it. So it's supposed to be big, this idea of, okay, get everybody all hands on deck. Well, all of a sudden, it's Gary Oldman and Leon the Professional get everybody. who Everyone! Everyone. But we already saw it. We already saw Black Adam. Uh, just this is what he keeps doing. You guys suck. You're not good enough. Yet they're doing the same thing over again. Then we go off to Pariah. And I think that this is the problem here. We're five issues of seven in, right? Ooh, right. I know you're going to tell me what it writ but why and how and what like there doesn't really feel like a true villain of this story that you can really like yeah pariah but is it and then there's the great is it and then you have this great darkness army which should be kicking ass that we finally see at the end of this but, but they were subdued being by the black adam thunder yeah i mean it, it really feels like there's not really defined stakes here because when you end up having all oh, the infinite earth's return does anybody care about that? Because we, we're coming Don't into worry, this. Don't worry, Jim. They're unstable. Like, I, yeah, <laughs> seriously, I'm going to be oh, unstable. No. The idea. I need more Justice League energy, even though at the one point when the rest of the Green Lantern's like, you're gonna, you don't know what's going on, Pariah. How and Barry are going to release the Justice League? That's exactly what I want. And then when the Justice League are released, oh, no, I needed their power. What's going on? He was bullshitting before. He, he's one of those he's guys that's always shit. his plan. And then he's like, oh, shit, I didn't really mean it. 
But when you talk about that in the Infinite Earth's return, I mean, most people and the multiverse and then throw in the dark multiverse, like, everything's all swirling around. And the multiverse that existed before our multiverse or the one that exists outside of our multiverse in the omniverse. Yeah, and the omniverse. That's my big problem. We come out of death metal. And within there's the metaverse. omniverse and we're never really explained with that. But really, all I want is. Yeah, there's a multiverse. We get to tell Elseworld stories. And even yeah, the idea of an infinite Earth and stuff like that, we're bringing back the infinite Earth. There's no cap to this shit. I'm like, we're not playing with the ones we have. Why do we have to have ones that like there's no cap to the amount that we can have? And that's the reason why, on the opposite side, I saw a lot of people get upset. Oh, the infinite Earth. Oh, that. I'm like, oh, don't screw with it. Really? Because really, we deal with Earth 3. We used to deal with Earth 2. And, you know, Earth 11, Earth 8. 11. Yeah. You don't really ever get a lot of them and the idea that they're going to tell us which they already did the omniverse it has all the stories they're all there i don't really care i really don't and it, it is one of those things like it's the answer to a question that i never asked of oh my god where's the batman by gaslight like no that's an elsewhere <laughs> i don't need an earth for that i really don't because when you go back that's to what an elsewhere story is and, and we talked about it before you know, really we talked about it before anytime you go to these earths you're always kind of resetting them just to get to that story again. True. They don't seem to evolve. There's don't no end progression. Up. And when there is, it doesn't make much sense. Like we had at one point when John Kent was aged up, he was thrown back into the past into Earth 3 for some reason and spent seven years there like watching Ultraman cry inside of a volcano. Did he then, you know, age up in that seven years, catch up with our own timeline and then come back? And then at the one point when, you know, after Death Metal, when the multiverse was destroyed and then recreated, now we have the new Earth 3 and the new versions of the crime syndicate. Like, at what point are we going to move on and actually see progression with characters that we actually care about outside of our own prime Earth? Exactly. And you always, like, if you go to the, you know, the vampire deal, you end up blood rain, you're, you're not going to go there and find out. Yeah, you're not going to find out. Oh my god, all the vampires were killed. It's just going to end up being exactly what it always is. I'm pretty sure there's nothing left to go back to that world with anymore. But now it's been recreated, so there's a million stories. Do we need an injustice <laughs> world? Do we need a cartoon world? It's, it's neat to have these stories, but we don't really deal with it that much. Jim, I'm so a nerd, and I will tell you right now, yes. Yes, we do. I know, but... I need to have a defined area of where these stories are taking place within my multiverse, because I am that nerd. But yeah, I mean, somebody's out there like, when are we going to get to that Earth-37? Even the idea from, like, you know, the get-go of the new 52, it's like, we have 52 Earths, and there's Earth-0 as well, so technically 53, possibly. Well, I don't know, I guess it goes up to 51. But the idea then... We're going to have all these things eventually mapped out. Grant Morrison gave us a multiversity guidebook and started mapping stuff out, except for a few that were still question mark areas. And then Joshua Williamson, I believe it was, maybe it wasn't, maybe it was somebody else, came and like, oh, those Earths we never told you about? Those are what we call pillar worlds. They're nothing. They just need to be there. I'm like, well, why? Why would you do that? Like, Let me that's get bullshit. the 53rd Earth. That's the ape Earth, Eric. And then we get this. And then we get the dark multiverse. Everything anymore. goes all around. And that's my big problem here, where you're saying, oh, the infinite Earth's return and this might be the case. You kind of never really defined everything anyway, and everybody's confused. So it's not that big a deal. But in this, if you just play the idea and you just center it, because I think it's going way too far, where you want to have not just the infinite Earth. Pariah wants his Earth back. He ended up it's in a pocket dimension. Don't up. worry, buddy. He wants that back, and that could change and ruin hyper time and the multiverse because, like you said, it's that pocket deal. That's big. Center more on that. Honestly, I have no idea if that's even canon anymore, because at one point it was a world within the infinite, you know, multiverse, the infinite Earths, 
And then after that, they're like, oh, no, that was never really there. It was a pocket dimension that his world wasn't destroyed. So who, it, it doesn't even matter anymore because the thing's been recreated so many times. I don't even know what Pariah knows about no, Flashpoint and all these other things. When you end up having them yell Infinite Earth's Return and you end up, I want somebody like a Barry who does go through the multiverse a lot and things like that saying, what exactly are you talking about, bitch? Like, even right now, like, Call where him is out, he I at? don't think he could explain it. Is it Earth Omega? Is it the Elseworld? Is it his own pocket dimension that he's doing don't stuff on? Don't even start, Eric, because I was actually going to avoid the idea of the Earth Elseworld and the Omega Earth. Those were never explained. We have a foundation of sand, as we say here. And I just can't need a multiverse it to make more sense. You can't. But I mean, he's solid. That, <laughs> that's how you get that dark multiverse. But even that and all this stuff going on, then you throw in the dream worlds of the justly. It's all wonky. To get to a point is what I said at the beginning of this. What are the stakes? What is at hand here? And who's the real villain? Because really, you want to make it, or Joshua Williamson wanted to make it the, the great darkness. Then he pulled that back. And it's not really the great darkness. And Pariah. He's not doing this. And then as we go forward in here this week, we were told in the one shot deal, uh, deadly green. the deadly green, that there is this virus inside of all this. Something's corrupting and infecting the great darkness. And you know what? It's it was the us. heroes. It was it's us. People. It was humanity. It was Earth. And then this ends up telling you that that's deadly not green the case. is people. It's <laughs> really. Oh, my. We'll hear that a bit later. It just ends up where in a story that not much has happened and really not much has, and now we're going to repeat some stuff. Why is it this confusing and convoluted? Because even when it's all hands on deck back at the Hall of Justice where like John Ken comes out with the anti-matter like device that Pariah originally had to destroy so that we were somehow wedged into the great darkness that was inside the ring that Obsidian put inside his father's ring for a weird play of had to talk to the great darkness. We pulled this thing out like the freaking paw of the lion, the, like the thorn in the lion's paw. And now we brought it back to the hall just like, you ain't gonna believe what we saw. It was crazy in there. And you know what? The Great Darkness, it's corrupted by Pariah. And I'm like, I read that book and I swore that you told me that the Great Darkness was corrupted by people in general. And now it's just Pariah you're telling me. Well, here's the thing. Constantine didn't really tell them everything <laughs> because Constantine was the one who I don't found even know out. what Constantine was doing. John comes running in and his exact thing as they come in and he's just carrying the anti-matter machine there, the chamber. The great darkness is not controlling Pariah. Pariah's mind has corrupted it. We weren't able to find out how, though. Like, cool. well, what are you telling us then? You just told us nothing. You really end up where why aren't we finding out how and why and all that stuff going on? It just ends up being up in the air. And I ended up sending you a bit. Joshua Williamson did uh, an interview. And in the interviews, he starts babbling on about things that don't really make sense. He's skirting the issues and all that stuff going. And at one point in that interview, he said, I'd like to add more stuff and more explanation into these books. But there's just no room. It's packed tight. I can't add anything. There is so much room here. Because even the idea that we have all of these tie-ins that mean absolutely nothing to what we're currently doing. Like, Deadly Green like felt like it should have come close to being something, that but ultimately something. it wasn't. Maybe the next one we have with Damien and Dr. Light, maybe that'll do something. I'm trying to get to the point maybe. where they said what that maybe. was called, because at one point they're like, how good are you with the scalp? I'm like, I'm not that kind of doctor. Come on, Dr. Light. And there's going to be Dark, Dark Crisis, Crisis the, the Dark, Dark Army. Army. Yeah. yeah, and that is one where he's been pushing that. That's more about Oh, you don't know the secret that Dr. Light's been harboring all this time. I don't. I'm I don't like, know really? what the secret that Pariah's harboring right Half now. Half the people don't even remember <laughs> this Dr. Light. Like, it's she true. hasn't been doing anything. So 
I need to, and it's not even just answers and all that. Like, I know that you call me out a lot of times where I want to know everything right away. Why aren't they doing that? It's the end of issue number one. Why do I have questions left? It's the preview of issue number one. (laughs) I'm like, what is going on here? No, what I want in this is something to get me invested, something to, to really get that foundation where I think, oh, my God, now I understand what's at stake. Now I understand what could happen. At the end of this, because right right now, if Pariah wins, I really don't know what that means yet. I really don't, because he's working kind of hand in hand with well, the Great we're Darkness. Back but the multiverse, don't know what it means with the Great Darkness. But that's in order what I'm to saying. His machine to you know build this multiverse back up. We had to have the heroes die, put into their own dream worlds, and their hopes and dreams come how fuel the machine. But he doesn't care about that until he does. But when our heroes break out, oh my god, I need more heroes. And then the crisis starts with the Great Darkness and Slade and like the Secret Society and all of that. Pariah goes because of his curse that the Monitor gave him where you have to go to Doomed Worlds. And at that point in time, Pariah, who I always saw as the voice of the Great Darkness, and his army, which was the body of the Great Darkness, you know, the biggest bads the DC Universe has ever seen, they show up on Earth to pretty much say, you know, the end is nigh as Pariah does all weepy-like. And I'm like, okay, you came here, you need heroes to fuel your machine. This is what the Just League comes up with after they break out of their, you know, dream world prisons. Oh my god, he's gone to Earth Zero. I don't know why he has to go there now. What stopped him from going it there until like now? It seems like he's just going to collect heroes, but, but he was why didn't he just collect them all? Yeah, an and he's outside there. force. <laughs> it's so weird. And the idea that he's getting pulled there because of his pariah stuff. Like, poor pariah, that's one thing. We always yell at him, but kind of thought he worked off his penance here. Like, the guy should no. get a break, but you also just said that the worlds they were on are now falling apart. I'm saying the Justice League, but he's not drawn to and those. And even he's the main worlds zero. in general that he had already brought back and just fiddling in his hands. And so what's weird about it is I think that a lot of this might have been the idea, okay, here's the story. And then you kind of had Joshua Williamson maybe talking to some people. And uh, listen, Pariah's going to bring back the infinite Earth. And then, and then somebody's like, well, what, what do you care about? Well, the Justice League, why would they care about that? You know, this would go... Oh, wait a minute. The darkness is involved. The great dark. Because all of it just kind of seems like at one point, Pariah could have went to some people and said, hey, can you help me out? I want to bring my world back. Okay. What do we have to do? Screw you, baby. Want you go cry somewhere. You end up having to throw the great darkness in, and then it's infected, and it's this and that. Because really, at this point, it did start out and kind of did feel and still does almost like the Batman who left offering Wonder Woman that big thing at the end of death metal I'll give hey you your own world. we'll bring back our deal. we'll give your own world because i'm thinking right now that pariah your world's just going to be infected too and i don't even know what the great darkness is doing now even after the deadly green where it's there you know communing talking with constantine about hey i kind of like you i'm a david bowie fan too that's just was for Morningstar. I don't even know how he connects to the Great Darkness and what know. the Great Darkness has infected at this point in time. But again, that was to show you that they're claiming now in this that, oh, we, we were told Pariah is the big fire. No. Pariah, at, before that was, he was playing it up. It seemed to me that he was playing it up and making the Great Darkness think that the Great Darkness was controlling him, but he was controlling that and all that. It just, it's long. But who's controlling who, Jim? Because I can't who tell knows. you. Who has you? But yeah, you end up then with this, though, where everything that. is just repeating. It's repeating in an event, in and a changing. crisis. It doesn't feel, yeah, but even then, 
Hey there, Black Adam, what's going on? You guys aren't good enough. You're that. No, we saw this play. You know, change up your deal. And like, not even the idea of changing, because you have a few things here and there, but even the big deal that you have was like, oh my God, we have to get the real Justice League back together. Because I saw what your son was putting together, it was bullshit. So we need the real Justice League. So Barry and Hal are traversing the dream prison worlds of the Justice League, trying to break them out of their, you know, mind fog. And they, you know, Hal did it with Barry, and then they moved on to Batman, and they're going to fight Batman until it's like, Hey, here's a construct of a picture of your family. Oh, my God, my family. I remember everything. How do we get everybody else out? You know what we do? We go to the symbol of hope. We go to Superman's world. Hey, guys, what's going on? I know this world's fake. Um, you know what we know? We need to freaking think of our friends and family, and that's going to break everybody else out. And then they're just all broken out. And for some reason within that, Superman, because he knows he's in his own world, he is a lucid dreamer in his dream world. And then he sucks his world into himself and becomes a cosmic Superman who then breaks free with the rest of the Justice League. And then Pariah's like, oh, no, why'd you guys go and do that shit? But you know what? It doesn't matter because I'm going to Earth Zero. But if you leave this whole thing behind, you are connected to your worlds. Your worlds will be left behind. And that dooms you. The Just League will be dead for real this time if you guys leave this little place I call home here, wherever it is. Yeah, and if your worlds get destroyed, which it seemed like Superman had a weird problem You're sucking with it yourself like Superman. I have whole worlds inside of me. You go, and we haven't had the Batman world without a Justice League book yet. So the time he's been or there, we haven't had Green the Green Arrow. Arrow one or the Black Canary deal either. So you end up when you get to this, Hal and Barry in this Batman world, the the one shots already happened. You even have him say, "Hey, the last time you were here, I ended up figuring things out." Hal just says, "Hey, I get it now. I do have my ring." Right. Construct family. Batman goes, "Oh shit." Uh, this is a real. I do love my bat family. And when they go to Superman, even then they go, we need to go to find out an expert in the truth. Now, they do grab Wonder Woman and stuff that they don't show, but it was weird to not go first to see. They go to Superman. Superman, when he says, and I hate this look for Batman, by the way, and even when they get out of their dream world, somehow they still have these costumes that they had and whatnot. The gear Superman, Wars, Batman. Yeah, really. Superman. Basically, in my mind, says, listen, I kind of know, kind of figure out that all hell is breaking loose. And my son and wife are off, maybe dead. I don't know. They're probably in trouble. But I knew I was in this fake deal, but I just hung here. I just hung here until you showed up here. But you know what I did? I studied this world and I realized that when I'm dreaming, I'm a super dreamer. I get lucid. And watch this. Suck the world inside myself. I'm pretty cool looking now, aren't I? He says. You know what this world was? It was a world without a Justice League. Again, where I said when we talked about both the Wonder Woman and the Superman books, that maybe we should have saw more of that. The idea that they were in that world. This is the way they are in their dream world because there is no Justice League. And then they realize something's wrong. Something's missing. And then you figure, oh, it's my buddies. My friends. Especially when you get to this where it is the idea. It was within us all along. It's the family, the friends, the love. As long as That's we can use our pure out. imagination, we can do anything, friends. And I'll even go as far as having the idea that Batman could have been the one that couldn't break out because he's always thinking about himself, that asshole. He always wants to rely on only him. And maybe you could have played with that, but you didn't. You had these one shots that were just nonsense, nothingness. And then you go into here and like, oh, I'm a lucid dreamer. I knew all the time that this wasn't real, but. You know, let my son and, and everybody else, my wife, all, eh, the hell with them. Jimmy Olsen, ass eh, screw him. Because he just was sitting around. And in his mind, He's decades, studying, Jim. he said, decades. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, then we go back and we end up having 
you know, the, is this a feels moment when you get Beast Boy? I'll go with Beast Boy now. Where he uh, comes, he's got his eye patch. Hey, guys, you miss me? Hey, everybody, what's oh, thank going God, on? Gar's back. And then there's Nightwing who comes running over. Oh, my God, I was at your bedside this whole time, and you I have know. to wake up the one minute that I wasn't there, jerk. Like, I wanted you to see me first. He wanted to imprint on him so he could pretend he's his mommy. Uh, but he's like, I knew you were there. They have a hug. There's no feels. And in this, when you end up finally having, hey, everybody, all hands on deck, we're the Titans. I just sat there. I'm like, I don't know. It's a nice moment because even the idea when Black Adam is against this whole thing, like Nightwing is calling all the heroes to the Hall of Justice to make a final stand. And the idea, like, you know, we're going to lose some heroes who don't want to show up to the call. Some show up, some new heroes show up and stuff like that with the Red Canary. But the idea where Black Adam is like, you're not the Justice League. Like, we never were. Titans together. I'm like, you know what, Nightwing? I love you. This actually works for me to a degree. It's such a weird idea, though, because Deathstroke is attacking the Hall of Justice with his secret society, all fueled up with the darkness. And we just have ourselves a big old battle with, thank God the Bat Pack showed up in the yeah, Teen the Titans Bat Academy. Pack's but like, you, you, do have some, you do have some A-listers, people who, in were in tit- who were in the Titans and people who were used to be in the Justice League. You have some heavy hitters now, but like, maybe they can go up against this whole thing. But it all is for naught because when Pariah, like the, the end is nigh, Pariah is pulled away and you have the army of the Great Darkness, which is Doomsday, Darkseid, Trigon, the Upside Down Man. You name the biggest bads there are, they're over here chained up with Pariah. They were getting their asses kicked by Deathstroke and crew. Now that this is here, it's always lost. I wish at this point in time, if I'm a hero here, when Nightwing said all hands on deck, except for, you know what, Justice Society of America, we have multiversal problems going on. You guys go and take care of that, hopefully with the Justice League and Carden as well, because who knows what they're up to. You go off and do that. We'll freaking hold the fort down here and like make sure we have a home to get back to, a little slugger. And there's no way that anybody is surviving this threat. Even like you bring the Justice League back, you have fucking lucid dreaming cosmic Superman. You do whatever you need to do. Everybody is dying. Yeah, I'm telling you, you see them going now. I love the idea. There's Black Adam. You're not the Justice League. Yeah, we're not. We're the Titans. And he's like, I didn't mean it like that. I don't mean a name, yes, everybody. Did. I mean that you're gonna die. It doesn't matter what name you go by. Not you can listening call yourself- to you. The Doom Patrol, the Doom Patrol's right there. Hey, what are you talking about? But yeah, when they go out, I'm like, all right, this is awesome. They, oh my God, Stitch is second in line. They are going to yeah, fight Stitch is the like biggest pretty close up front. Stitch is right there. Stitch is the second one, even ahead of Wallace West. Stitch is dead. I see Roundhouse over there. Love Roundhouse. Dead. No, no, even at the one point, Destro Academy's like, please don't. <laughs> I'm telling you, he should have And I said, banned. please don't, too. Not full sweet roundhouse. Uh, and then when you see that, like, where are the Titans? There's Captain Adam in the back and Firestorm. Like, not, not us. <laughs> We're kind of here, but that's cool. Uh, and it's neat to see the deal, but uh, adding a bunch of people from the Teen Titans Academy. It's not going to, it's not going to freaking tip the tides over here. Like, you know, but. When you have We're the Titans attack Titans together situation, you do have Firestorm, Captain Adam for some reason, even though it doesn't make sense with Infinite Frontier. You have uh, Roundhouse, Jesse Quick, uh, Wally West, The Flash. You have the Bat Pack, Kid Flash, Wonder Girl, Vixen, Crush, Booster, Blue Beetle, uh, Raven, Red Arrow, Jackson Hyde, Frankenstein, Cyborg, Beast Boy, Wonder Girl, Supergirl, and John Kent, Superman. You have some heavy hitters, including Starfire, there as well. Like, this is going to be able to do something, but mostly I just think it's going to get the Teen Titans Academy killed. 
Yeah, I, that's the problem. And, and really, in this, it's one of Adam those things. But Captain Adam and two Kryptonians. That, oh, yeah, there you go. I mean, you do have some, you're right. You have some heavy hitters. Starfire. But say there's John. John Kent, Superman. He's out. All of a sudden, he sees around. Now he's got to go. There's going to be a lot of people in this group that are going to so end up. Me? Yeah, they're going to have to go and save the asses of the Team Titans Academy. The bat, they should have turned around. Right back to Gotham. Or stay there. Somebody. Like, yeah, I'm telling you. Make even it up they, and say they have monitor duty. I don't know. but Even when they went to Apocalypse to save Shazam and they're like, I think it was the te- either the Teen Titans Academy. Yeah, it, was, it must have been a Teen Titans Academy issue. When the Bad Pack are there, Chupacabra, he's not here because he should be in a hospital somewhere because he had a bomb strapped to his chest. But when you have Megabat and Batgirl, who, as far as I'm concerned, have absolutely no powers and pretty much hardly any training at all. They were t- fighting people on Apocalypse. I'm like, this is bullshit. And then we get to this. I look at this and say, this is bullshit. Why are you getting these children killed? And maybe, just maybe, Deathstroke has a point. Yeah, yeah he may. Uh, all they need is Naomi. If Naomi was there, she'd turn the tide. You know Eric, what? That Omega level power shit. We need right. some of that. She'd just be yelling, it's my first day. My first, my first crisis. That'd <laughs> <laughs> be hilarious. I love where Deathstroke starts talking a lot of shit. He's like, listen. Oh, you people, he's just yelling at them as they're running towards him because he knows this is bullcrap. And he's like, oh, you guys, you're just trying to be good to impress your fathers and stuff. Rose is right there next to him. I don't mean Except you, for Rose. you, baby girl. <laughs> like, I, I like you, but you go kill Nightwing. Go kill Nightwing. the Nightwings. Make Papa proud. Here we go. I know that Nightwing isn't the most powerful of the characters there. Obviously, he isn't. But he's leading the charge. And Deathstroke isn't even going to be bothered to go after Nightwing. He sends Rose to do that. Deathstroke's probably just laughing At all of these characters Just like really and luckily by the end You do end up having Black Adam show up And then there's Nightwing You look like you wanted to join us finally Uh, They should be begging his ass To join them because they're in big trouble But like we said then you end up Seeing that whole Justice League stuff And the big play here that we ended up getting Annoyed is Pariah goes from Oh man, Just League escaped. That's all part of my plan. That really ups Just the what end. I that wanted. gets it going. Oh no, they escaped. Oh me, oh my. <laughs> and then he gets sucked away, which we really haven't seen much of that either. Uh, with and that not, whole the thing deal is, I it. keep talking about the idea of the of the Great Darkness army that's chained up from the biggest bands of the DC universe. They don't even have everybody on the final page here because you can't pack that much badness into one goddamn page. But you have Pariah, you have like Eclipso, you have Necron, you have Neron, you have Ares, Darkseid. Hell, you even have Slade Wilson there standing his ground with the rest of the crew. Doomsday! And not even the idea when we were talking about earlier that I didn't even think about because the skies are going red, the fucking lightning strikes. You have all the shadow demons behind them. An entire army of shadow demons on top of the infected secret society and on top of the fact that they're making the infected Legion of Doom. Everybody's dead. It's all dead unless we somehow use the antimatter chamber with the world of pure imagination Superman and we just somehow change everything because there's no coming out of this. And no matter what we do, it's going to be bullshit, and I know it. With that, though, luckily, Summer Zahid is there after her oh, week Summer? of training. Oh, nice. yeah. She's in the back hey, She's there. been around she... since Endless Winter. <laughs> week. She's in big trouble. Eric, she's just running into she got the ice certain powers. death. Just certain death. Oh, my goodness gracious. But in that, I mean, at least you end up, it is the darkest before the dawn. It always is in these things anymore anyway. But. At least our heroes are a little enthusiastic. They might be going to their death, but they're going there with a, you know... They're not enthusiastic anymore, throat. because even when Pariah shows up and Nightwing looks, he says, fuck. They, they were dead anyway. I mean, seriously, Nightwing, you are real over the top. And with that, 
you ended up having a bunch of previews and things like that. And I'm not so sure that you don't end up having Superman and this cosmic deal going tonight. I don't know what they're going to do. At this point, I don't see how any bunch of heroes, no matter what you get, what you do, could beat this team. And this really didn't make me think. There's there's no like, oh, wait, I see a crack in the deal here. No, they don't even have all their dark army there, not even including all the people who are in the darkness as well. You end up having something that is just so big that you're just going to have to do something wonky. Something's going to have to happen. Where's that Brian wishing machine them off. You end up where I think it's fully the anti-matter uh, chamber that they got from Pariah's deal in that deadly green. That has to be a something big. Maybe it'll end up being able to suck the dark. No, we got to do. We got to destroy this world before Pariah does. Remember, they're like, we're going to go and tinker with that. Yeah, <laughs> Dr. Fate. And we didn't know if it was Khalid or if it was Kenya. I'm going to do some gadgets with this and figure it out. I think they just turned it into a wish machine. Who's got the element X? Oh, it got mutated by the dark multiverse. We don't have any anymore. It was on the moon. The damn you, Luke Fox. Uh, but with that, yeah, next, death to the DC <laughs> We have two more issues. We have a, a couple tie-ins, but... By a couple, you mean like 20, right? Yeah, well, I'm not really... Like, I'm not talking about the Young Justice. Nothing's going to come out from that. I'm not talking about the one-shots because we're already past that. In the world without a Justice League, I'm talking about the one with Damien and Dr. Light. And then maybe we'll see. We'll see if anything can make this work. But two issues left of the main book, and it doesn't see. It seems like you're back to square one, where you end up having the Great Darkness and the army show up here. This feels like where we should have been at the, like where we were at the issue zero. We're to the death of the Justice League, Justice League number 75, I think even before zero. So we ended up going through four issues to this, and then at the end, you finally get to something like okay don't this worry, is a folks. crisis the but seven issue mini for a crisis at number five we're finally there on the final page it's a crisis folks yeah i mean maybe the best thing would be is that all these guys and monsters will just say like yeah they're nothing and go away i, I don't know you think that's what's gonna happen yeah, they're like specter you take care of it he's like fine and Did does. i even say the I specter mean, in that when i was mm, going he's the first just thing, in like, the back he's just a looming the wrath of god looming over everything larger than the world itself like we're done yeah, we're done. So we'll have to see. And, and with that, you end up having, you know, pariahs. So Maybe the quintessence will come floppy. back and save the day. Mm-hmm. You know, you end up where Hera's like, am I dead or not? She has no idea. She's trying to figure it out still. Eric, she's she's in the Wonder Woman books, but then she's not. And again, she makes that milk extra. Yeah, there you go. milk. Yeah, really. She went from the quintessence and being a bit to making milk extra. What the fuck? What, who's her agent? That's a real downfall there. But in that, what would you give this? I think the art in this is amazing. Through and through, it's some of the best art in the DC comics right now. It's just, while we have finally gotten to a crisis situation, it took a long time to get there. And within that, we had a bunch of things that felt like they were lip-flopping and what they were talking about. Things changed, and it's just, we spent a lot of time hanging out and reiterating what was going on here. I gave it a 6.8 out of 10 on the site. I'm going down to a 6.5 out of 10 for this. Mm, I I think I'm going to match you with that 6.5 uh and that is with really good art amazing and art i love when you like, the problem is i love when you have an event you see characters like a sideways or say a roundhouse that, that's cool Wait, what's sideways up to why wasn't he in yeah. that fight <laughs> he realized that he's the I'm smartest out, one <laughs> he stepped out of this book he's like i don't want to get killed i'm gonna go back and do my youtube video go find brimstone <laughs> seriously he's like i'm gonna go find damaged brimstone and maybe you know some of them immortals 
the, the voice of man's the not front center here. People love using yeah, him, but he's not around. Cool. I, I'd like to see him or even going a long on, man. Somebody who's stretchy. That's the what's going to save us. You need the, the stretchiness is what you need. Uh, really, you can't stretch out this plot anymore. You got to get going. So in that, though, yeah, I like seeing those characters. I don't like seeing go to their imminent death. That's the big thing. And having these kids. Well, it's funny because you have Deathstroke. It's the kids, David. You have Deathstroke doing his normal stuff. Oh, you always putting kids in jail. And then you do that in the worst possible way. Deathstroke's right. Hashtag Deathstroke is right. Like my hashtag Lex is right. Exactly. So with that sexy Lexi and Deathstroke, both right. I'm a 6.5, but we'll move on to the next book, which is Batman number 128, written by Chip Zdarsky, art by Jorge Jimenez, Tomé Moray, and Clayton Cowles, with a backup by... Chip Zdarsky, uh, with art by Leonardo Romero, Jordi Biller, and Clayton Cowles. And I like this issue. I think the art is great. And I'm not, it's funny because a lot of times I'm not the biggest or a fan, but boy, this looks great. I, oh, it I looks great too. I agree. It looks so good. And it feels like, here's the problem. I think that it feels big in a way that kind of does feel too big for the Batman book. I talk about that all the time about characters showing up in books, whatever. Normally, I wouldn't mind this, but when you end up having this crisis going on, you already had the death of the Just League that we're heading towards. This feels like maybe if those things weren't happening and whatnot, this would be huge. Like, this would be so cool, but it's kind of like, yeah, and I still like it, and I, I think I like it a lot more than you. I was way on board last issue. Last issue blew me away with what Chips and Oshie was doing. This one is kind of fall, like, you know, I still enjoy the issue. It's probably my book of the week. The full flat, though, for the, the height that I put it up to previously for what it's trying to do now, because we do have a killer Terminator Batman robot that is trying to kill Batman. And because of that, you had Superman show up at the end of last issue, which was a great cliffhanger to have. And now not only Superman, but the entire Justice League is showing up for Batman. And we spend a lot of time with Batman laying on the ground next to Clark. I swear they're holding I like hands the, at times. I, I, I like the holding hands. <laughs> and the thing is, I love the idea of the bat god. A lot of people hate it. I love a Batman's prepared for anything. But when it all comes down to like, you know, okay, here's a robot with kryptonite shards that can stab Superman. Okay, I can understand that. That makes sense. But when the robot, you know, then leads the entire Justice League to a certain point in a certain street so they can take out this particular Justice League, I'm like, it's too much. This is too much for this one street, like this one little block of a street where all of a sudden a, a freaking mask shoots out of a wall and goes on Black Canary's mouth that allows her to right. breathe, but she can't scream. I'm like, that's weird. I, I liked it. I actually, and again, is this as big and crazy as Mecca building? Right. The, you know, even the no, that no, nothing is going to be over, more know, over the top than that. I, like, I that is not this, this, thankfully, but. Even when you have Hawk Girl here, and then her wings are magnetized, and Martian Man is like, "How can that be? She's got the anth metal. That's not magnet magnetized. Like it's not magnetic." And I'm like, "Are we going to continue that thought?" No, no. Now Hawk Girl's just down, and we don't have anything to do with any. As I said, he just went, but it's like well, it's not time for science. I, I actually like this idea of. I, I wish there was something with it though, because where you have isn't it obviously it's playing off the Tower of Babel. It's also doing the yeah. Grant Morrison stuff with his sure Yeah. So it, it is Chip Zdarsky getting everything and kind of mushing it together to make a big story that feels classic. Oh, look, even it, this though feels it's like just it goes this. all the way and, back to Batman Endgame when the Joker took out the entire Justice League and then like Jokerized and stuff like that because that felt big at the time. 
this actually feels a bit bigger here, especially for how we end the issue. Yeah, I even got the feel like this is the bigness that I thought maybe the that Amazo virus, the bigness that that Amazo virus story should have had as well. Yeah, you I have like all these story. things, and I do like it. I do like this though, where it is a Batman. I wish that we would have seen something though, because this would have been the Zorn R plan and all this with this failsafe that maybe it should have been a little bit dated. Like it wasn't set up for maybe a hawk girl because that would have been idea something that he thought of before. Justice League in this one street, like what else does it have here for whoever would go up against Batman or actually try to save Batman? It's such a weird situation because did Zura and R set up these failsafes in case somebody tried to help Batman when the failsafe was activated? Or is this Batman's plan to take out the Justice League in this one particular block on the street, no matter who it might be? I don't know. It's very weird. It is weird. and I, But I do like this idea that instead of just the contingency programs, the big contingency is to go after Batman, too. So he is involved, though, when Clark hey, ends up. Woman, you want to fight? Why don't you come down on 9th Street? Yeah. <laughs> Meet you at the 9th and 2. <laughs> She's there. Oh, I, she I don't like know what's in for her. When Superman goes, what's going on, Bruce? When they're laying there, because Right away, it has to take out Superman. But is it making a calculation of Superman is there to help? Because if this was a failsafe for a Batman gone wrong, who's to say that the Justice League wouldn't Error. be with failsafe? Like, you know, trying to take down Batman. But when he ends up, and right away, you got to take Superman out. He has the kryptonite. But when he ends up stabbing Superman, Superman's just like, what the fuck is going on, Batman? Uh, I don't know. It's a robot after me. It's like, I can't tell him this. Like, when That's so this funny, too, because up... he collapses next to a collapsed Batman, who's pretty much on death's door the way he is right now from being broken and beaten throughout this story. But as Superman's laying there, also on the death's door of this kryptonite knife shoved into his uh, stomach, I just want to Superman and say, what the fuck are you wearing? <laughs> Because yeah, right. Batman is still in the Zoranar yeah, costume. he's in the like, Purple does not suit you, dude. What's yes, going on? Yes, it does. On? How dare you? I know. So he's there. And with that, you end up having Green Arrow show up. And we talked about it last week. I the was most badass character week. in the DC universe. I was talking with can, Joey bear all week about it. Who can he not only fight back ass. the freaking vampires in DC versus vampires single-handedly, but then also take a freaking rabbit punch from Doomsday and then come out of it alive from his imaginary dream world, but now he's shown up and he's going to take on a Terminator Batman robot, and he's going to do it willingly, and as far as I'm concerned, better than anybody else in the Justice League in this issue. And in that, I, I said last week, I believe it was, or the week, whenever it was that I said, he's the hero of all the Elseworld stuff, because it, no, he's right here right now. Injustice, Dark Knight, oh my Ret- God. Yeah. Uh, Returns, always all these the things. Ollie always comes through. And I said, I always said that it was because of the idea that he has that older weapon deal, the bow and arrow, and that might come through it, but he's kick-ass. I mean, he ends up getting beat up and going back. He is awesome in this, as you see that. This is probably say- the, a cooler Green Arrow than we've seen in his, even his previous run of Green Arrow comics. This is the coolest he's been. Yeah, and he needs a book right now. Or even this, if Chip Zdarsky can't write this, have it be the backup. I need more Green Arrow like this. He's so kick-ass as he ends up saying, you know, and even the the joke of, you know, hey, I got to get back there. What? Hey, just like a ship without me. And he goes, I'm like, that is awesome. He's going because what happens is the whole, you know, Justice League does show up to try to take down Failsafe. In the meantime, you have to get Batman and Superman 
to eat. They're going to die. Yeah. Even Batman says so Tim's he pulls Robin, that chair I need you. It's down. so funny, too. I love the idea, because not only is Oliver badass, but even the idea where we have, you know, he's not exactly a man as far as I'm concerned. So still a teenage boy, Tim Drake, oh, Robin. Tim Drake, yeah. But the idea is like, okay, I'm going to take Batman. You carry Superman to the JLA jet. I'm like... <laughs> He's a boy. <laughs> you know Superman weighs a ton. Yeah, I know they're two big guys, but I'm sitting there thinking, wait a second, Superman has to be heavier. There's probably some weird stuff about And yeah, there's Tim. Can you imagine Tim's just grunt and try to get I, that there? I, I like the way that everybody's acting in this a whole lot when you have the justice. Like, yeah, Superman went in gung-ho like he does because he's Superman. He got his ass stabbed because of it, and now he's a liability like we talked about with the Teen Titans Academy and stuff like that. But we have to get, all right, Tim Drake, get into the Justice League jet. It can fly itself, take Superman to the Fortress of Solitude. It's the only place that's going to save him. And even there, where Super Batman, he is broken, beaten. He can't even get up. He's like, I need you to continue on because this world, more than anything, needs a Superman. You have to go and fix him up. I have to go back. I have to end this. And just opens up the hatch, like, just drops into the ocean. I'm like, you're drowning. You're not doing anything. But thankfully, he has a communicator that gets a hold of Aquaman who grabs a hold of his ass before too long. Yeah, because Batman realizes he is the thing that if they go to, you know, the the fortress, Failsafe's going to follow him. I still feel like the Failsafe would have checked. Yeah, maybe. Uh, with that, yeah. But maybe that's the thing. He checks and he's like, okay, I already beat them up. I got It's weird. Time to replicate and take over Gotham just like a Batman would. Yeah, what? so you end up where they go to that. And, and Failsafe draws him to that, you know, fifth and shoe. Like we said, that block that ends up attacking, and then you end up having Nightwing and Green Arrow. Like, there was no real failsafe for them. There's no real attack for them. So they end up where, okay, we're just going to have to attack it. But even failsafe says, I'm the one who's the failsafe. So they start attacking. And you have a big feel for this. I mean, this feels like a huge deal. You have these fights going on. And I think that the problem is it's hard to maintain this level of, you know, hugeness of this story. Because like you said, we were wowed last issue. We were so into it. All I the still feels, like all this. the things that were happening on that weren't just, you know, shoved in your face, say, hey, look at this for the reason of this. It was just there for the art to show you and the reactions that our characters had. Everything felt elevated in the previous issue, especially when you're trying to like, you know, dive into Morris and stuff, because it's so hard just not to go even crazier with it to the point where it's nonsensical. Going into this and adding more stuff in a real coherent way. Last issue, just like I'm like, I'm on board. I want to see the rest of this. This one, because what we have with the Just League showing up and even the ending where the idea is. That's where I get a little dip there. Batman's the unconscious. Aquaman took him back to Atlantis. He's been unconscious for two weeks. The healing up. Don't worry. He's got some weird sea life sucking on his wounds. He's in the back to tank. He's cool. Now. He's pretty much in the back to tank is what it is. It's like, you got to get back to Gotham, though, Bruce, because you're fail safe. It kicked the shit out of everybody. It couldn't find you. It replicated. Now it's taken over Gotham. It keeps shining bat signals in the sky waiting for you to come back because it knows you ain't dead for some reason. You know, Batman. When you start grabbing different things, Tower Babel, the Morrison R.I.P. stuff, and you end up putting it's that together. Morrison. That's classic deal, right? So, But when you end up having Wait, wasn't Babel this, Wade? No, that was Wade. That was yeah. Mark Wade. So when you have this, though, at the end, it feels a lot like magistrate, even it feels like a fierce state. Well, I just want to know what Nakano's thinking at this point in time, because not only is downtown destroyed because of failsafe and what the Bat family and Justice League have done, but now Batman's gone and this robot's taken over completely. I'm like, you just can't win, Nakano. You don't have an eye for the future. Nobody can win in Gotham. You had City of Bane. Then you ended up having Joker War. Then you had the magistrate, fierce state magistrate. I mean, seriously, what is going on in the city? Don't forget when he put Hugo Strange in charge of bringing the safe program. Why not? 
I mean, here you go. And All really right, having- everybody, here's the Arkham Tower. I can't lose in downtown Gotham. Failsafe has made robots to go around, and it's basically fear state again. It's basically it the whole like. setup of the deal. And I don't need that. That's too much, and that's where, again... If you're going to grab classic stuff and kind of meld it all together and have this kind of deal, then I'm in. It feels cool. It feels like, yeah, Fear State and all these things aren't classic. They aren't. We didn't even like it when it was happening. It feels like it again. I don't even know. Like, what is going on? What are the people just standard live a day Joe and Jane in Gotham wondering what? Like, they just get up every morning and Continue wonder what the on, fuck citizen. is You happening. are not yeah. Batman. You have nothing to worry. That poor guy's going to be walking his dogs again. This guy keeps getting attacked by everybody who's in, honestly, like, I don't even know who's in charge I need now. a weird tie-in, even though this isn't an event. A weird tie-in to know what the villains of Gotham are doing right now. Probably hiding. <laughs> I know I would. Uh, this is like, why that's the, the thing is, this is the fail-safe to Batman, but Zuranar being the pure mission Batman and nothing else, the way he would program all this, you think it would still do more Batman things? Like, even the idea of replicating to take control of Gotham, like, what is the part of this? Was this the idea once Batman, if he went too far and was taken out because he killed somebody? Was the robot supposed to take over for Batman and continue on the I mission? I mean, this doesn't feel like anything a Batman or even a Zuranar would get that far into a, having just a police state of robots. Because nobody can get into Gotham right now because the robots are one step ahead. It's essentially just Gotham Girl again and City yeah, of Bane. It is. It's City of Bane again. And so I think that really what I want to see is where they go up to that sexy florist in Metropolis who's sitting there, the penguin, and he's just laughing. He's like, oh my god, look at this shit went down because of this. It's too Oracle's much at the end. has been captured and turned into some kind of robot woman. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> Seriously. You don't know. Uh, and then you have a huge bat signal, not just a little bat signal, a huge. So the idea, Bale I still like shining it. the signal every night, trying to get your attention. And then eventually, as we're seeing this, he just breaks it. I'm like, oh, I guess he gave up. And all of the rigging like fail safe robots then go shine a light in the eye to, in the air to make a gigantic bat signal. Where you at, Batman? Who you out there? Hey, look there! I think that also we need to have fail safe radio. The rebel fail safe radio where he's doing his thing because it's riddle some, only hope giving us you know information off the at airwaves some point you would think that you would get and it's one of those things that a lot of these stories that ended up happening including city of bank here's like my biggest complaint at the end was we never really saw what was really going on again with the walk at day joe and jane's and this i would think that seeing the symbol isn't just the calling out of the symbol that's more of a thing hey everybody we're going to keep this locked down until Batman comes I am the failsafe robot and Gotham is mine. I want him to be a shock jock. He could be, oh, he's got all the robot deals. He's a robot shock jock. He's going to be great. And now the station that plays all the hits, Batman failsafe radio. <laughs> Next up is a rock block of Chicago. A to Z. just likes the classic deal. And now for the 97th time in a row, Mr. Roboto. And then next up is Robot Rock by Def Punk. And when you hear the flaming lips Yoshimi battles, the pink robots be the ninth color to win tickets to craft work. Yeah, I think that people would be kind of coming out and saying, hey, Batman, you better get your ass here. He's calling you. You got to get here because I kind of want to go to work. I kind of, well, maybe not work, but I want to go get some groceries or something like that these robots are cramping my style but that ends the thing and again if it wasn't just another gotham being taken over at this point batman should just leave gotham leave it behind at least now because the of the technology at least he's 100 percent to go back to gotham now it just took two weeks in the complete takeover of gotham itself that is true it also shows you i actually like when they do this play it's kind of a funny deal of like a layers type deal that there's a batman who at times 
really needs about two weeks of rest anyway, but he doesn't allow that. So when he does end up fully getting knocked out, that guy is out. He is out for a while, and you end up having that. But we'll see. We'll see what happens, how it comes out. And you even see where Aquaman says some of your you know, kids are out. You even see Signal over there with Cassie Cass and Duke. And stuff. Yeah. So that's cool. I like Duke and Cass together. Um, poor Oracle, though. <laughs> Look at that. There ain't going to be no wedding now, Eric. Or was there one already? I don't know. But we have a backup. The Zorn, our backup. Eh, it, I, I wish we still were getting more it, of that Catwoman try- stuff. I want that Catwoman stuff so much. Yeah, that was, was so good. good. But here you're just trying to reinstate to people what Zorn R is and how Batman came about reprogramming his mind to have this pure Batman from, like, you know, in case his mind is ever tampered with again. So you have this flashback era to this whole thing. It's just a shame as you're doing this, trying to, like, you know, make sure that the people know what you're talking about, tying it in to a Joker story, again, where it seems like the Joker has lost his smile. I don't need that. To me, the idea of this, it's, it's a little too late. We're already past pretty much the Zoranar stuff. I mean, it's still there, but it's not new. Failsafe with Zoranar technology. <laughs> I'm guessing that the reason why that is the case here is that we will find out some sort of little snippet that might be crucial to how they end up taking down failsafe i don't know i just wish we'll to, to in this whole reintroduction of the concept and stuff like that for people who don't know as it's playing out the idea that you know when they were a, when bruce was a kid and he heard his father at the movie say it's mm-hmm. just too bad about zora if he was around today he'd be probably be in arkham so zoro in arkham is the thing but bruce only heard his father say zura and r he zura misinterpreted r. what his father was saying and you see this kind of there, but it's not played out as well as I would have liked. But the Joker's upset. He's broken, just like the bat. He has to force his smile now. He doesn't have the pure smile. Yeah, again, what's with this I guy? I don't need the that. Smile the man nonsense. who stopped laughing once again. Yeah, really. Uh, what would you give this overall? The backup is okay, except for the Joker stuff that they want to tie into it, because I think it's needed a little bit just in case people don't know. As far as the story goes, I wanted more out of it for what we got. You know, the Just League showed up is really cool. The the city block that just takes out the Just League individually is weird, especially how Hawkgirl was taken out. But it, there's still a lot of great stuff in here, especially Green Arrow, who is the highlight of the book. I'm still giving it a 7 out of 10, but it's just, it wasn't as good as the last issue. And hopefully it's just, you know, a weird little lull, or maybe it's just my own personal interpretation. I still look forward to this book because the last issue got me so excited. Yeah, I'm an 8.5, and I, I really liked it. And I, I go with that whole block deal, which I kind of giggled when that happened because I did just think of the mecha buildings and stuff that James Tynan had with the uh, you know that Gotham toys Knights coming out. I think protocol. it's at New York Comic Con right really? now where that toys displayed almost like a like a Seriously? like a uh, Constructicon transformer that gets put together. R- the building is it going to yeah. end up where Tom Hanks goes and doesn't get it? I, I mean, it. seriously, with that. Uh, in that, I like the block deal only with the play of Bat God and. In that, when Chip Zdarsky comes in, I, we'll have to see. Once Dark Crisis is over, I'm going to wonder, are we going to do something where we see that this story was just kind of a story to get to that? Maybe a lot of people are saying we're going to have a new number one. Chip Zdarsky's still on the book, but starting like almost like his real run. And I have to give him credit. I'm into the story, even if it is just kind of a, a placeholder deal. And when he ended up announcing that he was going to be on the Bat Book, he said that Failsafe was the doomsday of Batman, and I kind of, oh, why are you doing that? That can't, you kind of get that I think it's just a catchphrase. It is, but you kind of get where he's stepping it up, and this is something that's even deadly. Superman, I mean, Superman would have died if they didn't take him away. the same lines, though, of the Batman who laughs, oh my god, a Bruce Wayne, a Batman who wins, who knows everything that Bruce Wayne knows, and has all the contingencies for anything that Batman would have a contingency for. 
Yeah, and again, you have the contingency stuff, which is always cool anyway. And then you kind of have fun. I think that he's trying to have fun with the Bat God stuff, and I, I had some fun. No, I have fun with that. And even the idea of the Morrison stuff. I'm not I'm not a fan of the Zura and R stuff or a lot of the Morrison stuff. I'm having fun with what they're putting down. Yeah, here, I, I thought that that was kind of a clever play that the failsafe was the Zora and R fail. Like, all that kind of ties in that I, I do like this story. I kind of wanted that nonsense character back, though, a little bit more than what we got last issue. I actually like, this is just balls-to-the-wall action. And even if it is Green Arrow at points, or it's, you know, Martian Manhunter there, which kind of goes with that juxtaposition of what Ram V's doing, that I do like having those different plays. Because some people I saw, even today, were talking that they like, I like Ram V's detective even more than... I like that, though. You have those two books. They're very different. You can go with it. That was the big problem with Bendis coming on and doing both action and Superman. I like to have the options, and I want the action part. I'm enjoying this, and Batman hasn't really done this sort of over-the-top action in a while. People seem to be kind of, you know, veering away from it where he hasn't really been doing much at all. So I do like it. 8.5 for me, but we're going to move on to the final book of this first section, something that you were really positive and and a lot of i tried are. to get yeah i tried to get on board with it i'm still not on board but well this is not the issue to get on board in my mind because it's poison okay what is it i was just gonna say this poison ivy i i did look i told you this as well uh this this should have been the penultimate issue of the series but that would have been wacky right that, and it got extended it had to have been just that's the play here Write a story that has no real ending and then they'll extend it. But it is selling well, so that's good too. But yeah, it would have been weird if this was the penultimate issue. Poison Ivy, number five, written by G. Will Wilson with R. Five, Marcio Takaro, Brian Le- Takara, Brian Levo, Stefano Gadini Gadiano, Arif Brianto, and Hassan Atzman El Hal. So in this whole thing, we still have, you know, Pamela Isley continuing her spore-filled adventure to Seattle, trying to affect all of America. Because in the previous issue, she was working at Amazon for a while, sending packages that were contaminated out to the world. And it's such a weird idea because now, on top of everything now, because, you know, she's trying to infect everybody, she had to do infect herself. So eventually, with all the power that she does have left, even though it's not a lot as far as she's concerned, she is holding back her own spores from taking her own life. But for some reason, we've gotten to a point where they've now infected her to where she's hallucinating Batman is her inner conscience as she drives, and she just drives pretty much to the place where she was made Poison Ivy by Jason Woodrow, the Floronic Man, who she constantly throughout the series just wants to keep calling the Green Man, tells us he has many names in this, but he goes by the Green Man, until later on when she just says for no reason, if in case she, they want to confuse everybody who doesn't know the Floronic Man, they call him the Floronic Man. I'm like, why are you doing this? <laughs> I know. And uh, I'll also mentioned that the idea that G. Will Wilson, this may not have been the penultimate issue originally. When it was extended, she probably did have to, you know, loosen some things up, extend. So I'm not saying that this was always the number five issue, but if it would have been, it would have been crazy because in this issue, you just, I, here's the weird play. I, I, we're going to find out with you because you had enjoyed it more than me, but you've been kind of veering down. It's been a little bit diminishing as it's yes. gone on. But in all of it, it never feels like it's one of those things like if you were in for the ride at the beginning, you can kind of go loose and keep going with it. But there's not anything since the beginning that has really made me get that I involved with I just don't it. know why out of nowhere. I'm like, maybe like we've had it in the background and the periphery a little bit here and there. Just the idea of Pamela thinking back to herself about when she became Poison Ivy with, you know, how into Jason Woodruff she was, her mentor at the time who turned her into this thing, 
And, you know, they've crossed paths here and there throughout the time that since then. But the idea that, oh, my God, Jason Woodrow is hunting me down and she's now hunting him down. And why Jason Woodrow with this whole thing? Like, ever since Pamela Isler was brought back, merged with her naive and Queen Ivy self to become the less powerful version of herself, a more like, you know, normal Poison Ivy who's not as connected to the Queen as she has been in the last 20-some years. But I don't know why it's all about Jason Woodrow now and the idea, I got to get back because, you know what, I got to kill Jason Woodrow because he's a piece of shit. I'm like, <laughs> What? And kill all humans and kill myself. Yeah. And and this, she seems to be, you know, dying. She's actually well, even doing why her plan, Jason but... Woodrow cares about what Poison Ivy's doing. And now it turns out that this whole idea of the spore that she's, you know, exposed herself to, that she wants to expose everybody else to, to kill and, you know, bring balance to the force and that planet Earth and all that. Mother Gaia. It was something that Jason Woodrow had that she just pocketed one day. Yeah, pocketed. <laughs> and Jason Woodrow kind of set it up a bit. It's kind of a dupe here when you get it. And. I don't know. It's funny, too, when I thought, like... And why does Jason Woodrow look like this now? Because the last thing we saw him in was in the very recent The Swamp Thing with Levi Kamei, where he was working with Mr. Pilgrim. He was just Jason Woodrow at that point in time. Not a gigantic plant monster as he's portrayed here. Yeah, he seems to be a plant monster at all times, but it's at least through her, you know, vision or or memories. And then when she sees him here, it's very odd. And the idea that we're not getting more of, say, a Swamp Thing, but even then... I will give G. Willow Wilson one bit of credit, though, because you end up having a weird play where Batman is kind of in the it's Batman, Batman of, of the, the mind. mind. Yeah, we got to sell some books, get Batman but in there. But that's the weird play, not on the cover. That, that I is give weird. them credit. Wait, I, I just issue. looked. I just looked, and I'm like, is Batman on the cover? Because this is weird. Because the book's doing well, but in that, no. And so, yeah, Batman of the mind doesn't play out anything great. I mean, you end up having Batman. It, it almost feels like Batman. Is back in his nightmares, Tom King. Well, he's kind of phase. doing exposition to catch people up, it seems like at times. And it's just, yeah, it's weird. And in that, kind of, like I said, it's a weird book. It's really weird because if you're into it, I think you're still into it. But you got to be a little impatient with this. But you have to sit there and think, well, what is this all about? Why don't we get to it? Because when she gets here and finds out she was duped and the idea that these spores weren't exactly what she thought, that they could even control people and Woodrow then... And that's the thing, too. The whole idea, it seems like it was years ago she pocketed this whole thing, these spores from Woodrow, and like he's like, I know one day she's going to use it, but she doesn't know on top of the hallucinogenic aspects of it, but also does mind control. And as even with that, the idea of her coming back and like, now I can control the poison ivy for some reason, with her cross-country, cross-country trip to infect everybody and try to kill as many people as she can, even Woodrow says, Oh, no, that shit wore off. It, it doesn't last that long. Like, yeah. It was just like what? kind of like, hey, a couple of people got sent. I saw they some people crusty. straight up die. But uh, especially whatever the monstrosity in the back of that van, though They're I did like there. watching that van go. I know. Uh, but yeah, it ends up, eh, there was like little pockets there that you caused problems. But hey, good on you. You tried. You thought you were doing some things. But it really does feel like we get to this point. Maybe we'll get something a little more of a banger once we get past because next issue does end this first arc in this two part deal. They said so maybe what happens here is, okay. we thought we had this mission statement. Now it's not going to be. But if she goes against Woodrow and more of an attack plan of that, maybe it'll get a little more exciting. But there's stuff like what's the gardener doing all this time? Is she like. Yeah, I wonder what's happening. She's all making this. plant dogs. And then there's Harley back there, you know, wondering things. But in that, I don't know, Batman of the Mind didn't elevate the issue much for me. And really, it's just kind of 
a little confusing. You get Woodrow, but you don't really get the feels of Woodrow because of how he looks, being called the Green Man, almost like... The Pharaonic Man, the Green Man, like, you know what, this is my last suicide mission. I'm going to take Woodrow out with the spores. Ha-ha! And then he explodes. He freaking like, oh, no, what have you done? And then upset, all of a sudden, it's like, all that, like, you know, build up, all that, his head fucking exploded. Oh, no, these things can't hurt me. I'm cool. <laughs> you think I'd let you have something that would hurt me? Not on your life. I don't know. The stuff with Green Man and the way he looks and all that, it almost feels like, like, well, you're not allowed to really play with wood, but here you go. And, and you end up having, I do like at one point, he's like, you on them shrooms? I'm like, what? It's like Eric Shea back in the day. Um, yeah, right. But overall, not much happened. The Lamia spores, they were made for biosurveillance and mind control, just like their wild cousins do when they take over the nerves and synapses of their hosts. I'm like, you should have made peace with me when you had the chance, Pamela Isley. I would have spared your life. Now I'm going to make you beg for it. And that is our, our cliffhanger. Poison Ivy cannot beat the Green Man slash Floronic Man slash Jason Woodrow. Yeah, at one point when they're on the way... And you get Batman. I do like at one point. I wish his ears were even bigger. I wish it was like full out Kelly, Kelly Jones. Jones. They, I mean, I'm yeah. telling you real big because that's the horrific deal. But you get like out of nowhere, not out of nowhere because we've had it in this, but she stops. She gets out of the van. Batman's cape is all over the place like spawn. In these forests, salmon berries bushes grew in strange, deliberate clusters. I'm like, I don't care. Let's get to something here. Oh, the indigenous Tell people. Tell me about the ago. area that we're in right now. What kind of berries grew? Holy moly. I don't need to hear about these berries and stuff. Let's get to it. But by the end, seeing what drew, it didn't wow me or anything. But I have hoped that maybe, maybe I will be on board at the end of next issue, which maybe we have a last cliffhanger that first half. I like the suicide mission that Poison Ivy is on now that she doesn't have the power she has. Now that we're at the end of this whole thing, leading back to Woodrow in Seattle, where it all started, and we find out that the Lamia Spores pretty much aren't shit, and that they can't kill Woodrow on top of anything, and pretty much it seems like Pamela Isley, she'll be able to overcome these hallucinogenic things, if, you know, I don't know even how it works, because now Woodrow can control her mind, possibly. So whatever, she has done nothing now. I just need to come to terms with this whole thing and move on, because I like that aspect. What is she going to do to move on from this, though, where she thinks she's powerless and can't even have her final, like, last revenge against humanity? Like, where do we go from here? I just realized, Eric, I don't know if you know this. I'm very selfish. I'm a selfish man. Because when you find out that everything up till now really didn't mean much, except maybe the mind control deal. I'm like, well, I didn't really like that anyway. So maybe like even exciting. the attacks that were on her were they real? Was that the bio, bio surveillance? Was it hallucinations? Was it any of it been. real, or was it just some plant monsters that Woodrow sent on her? Maybe that's the backdoor way of like, well, what did we we saw this before? And and Chibo Wilson would say, oh no no, that wasn't really real. It's hallucination. Now in that, I saw a Christmas tree melt in the floor. I can understand. I didn't read this until today, but when they ended up announcing that whole Lazarus planet. She's involved in that. Poison Ivy's involved in that. And I thought, well, what's that? Is going to be the same deal? Is it going to go? Maybe that affected it as well. I don't know. Yeah, no, the idea. Well, she can't really die. So we knew if she died, she'd just be rebirthed anyway with the she whole deal. She just died before. Don't do it I again. Know, I know. But here you go. She was trying to kill herself along with everybody else and maybe would have come back as I more of an her elemental. just to continue the Poison Ivy journey of expression and thought and like the, to learn how to love again to the point where like, you know what? I thought I wanted to kill humanity, but I never thought I wanted to be a part of humanity. Yeah, Whatever shall I do now? 
I wanted that journey. I wanted her to have the self-discovery of this whole thing to figure out, am I more planted woman? I don't know. She can be both and move on and not just have to murder I the world. I wonder where we're going to go from here. Well, it's Actually, just a revenge we'll story against freaking, like, you know, Woodrow. Yeah, but he's right there, there and she's about to stab herself in the neck. I'm like, well, what's going on? So we'll have to see. We'll have to see how the next issue plays out. And then we move on. But, it, but boy, I love the art in this. It is, yeah, I do too. It is a shame, though, for people like you that were enjoying this. It kind of does end up like putting that to a halt, at least what but it's it just seems. Woodrow and Poison Ivy face to face in a room for the half of the issue. It feels like it's not very like I like the way it looks, but there's not anything dynamic going on in this. And the exposition dump about how all of this works and pretty much everything you tried to do was all for not. Haha, I'm Woodrow. I overcome you. It's very lackluster. I thought what we were going to have, especially with her calling him the green man, I thought this was going to be like, you know, this kind of weird specter in the back. Is he controlling me? Is he real? Is this? I thought this was going to be through the whole thing. And then at the end, her finding out, oh, my God, it was in with you all the time or one of that. But this is really quick to be like. Nope, those spores and nothing you did really did much. You killed a couple people, but not. It, it did seem like a weird kind of 180 in the book. But again, we'll have to wait and see if it plays out, if you continue to enjoy. But what would you give this? I would end up giving this a 5.9 out of 10 because oh, of how much you. I really enjoyed the art and I want the next issue to be really good. It's just this was not a very good progression of the story that I was enjoying. Kiss my I'm giving it a 6. The first time <laughs> I'm more positive on you, but very little bit. But I'm with you as well, and the art really does end up upping the ante uh, as far as art is really, really good. And I did enjoy that. Very colorful. You end up having, you know, mushroom, weird. Well, you get the hallucinations are really psychedelic. Yeah, and that was pretty cool. And I don't know, the idea of Woodrow being in it now, I don't love it either, but we'll see where it goes from that. But with that, that's the first section of books. We didn't mention the idea that Poison Ivy made the first bunch of books it made the first section and then you were disappointed by it but we're gonna go off right now to some mail and it is time for the mail and if you want to be part of the mail and be a star of the show all you have to do is email us in at weird science dc comics at gmail.com just like eric but i mean eric with a k and eric with two k's because it's eric with a k and k so you have eric k say jim and eric i recently started listening to the dc podcast in the last few months and have found it very funny and entertaining we did it. it is it edutaining? I don't know, yes, yes Eric. It is. is it? I've told you uh, it is. Yes, and he says, I really enjoy the show and it makes me laugh and makes a bad day better. I don't have anyone. Does it make your sad eyes blue or brown eyes blue? I couldn't remember. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. Oh, the brown eyes. I don't have anyone to talk about comics with, but hearing Eric and you talk about them is really great. And hearing I don't your have anybody to talk about comics with either. makes me enjoy them more. Neither do I. I, I try to bring those up around this place, and I, I no, get I shunned. Talking, I was throwing shit at you personally. Oh, was it nice? You can kiss, kiss my grits. You're a six. <laughs> the reviews on both the website and the podcast are very helpful in seeing uh, the books in a different point of view. The best part of is the reviews are fair assessments of the stories. The parody songs are fantastic, Eric. Oh, my God. Good at and times. The jokes and references <laughs> to movies from when I was younger are great as well. So we do end up talking a lot of movie references. Sure do. When I am at work, the songs you made in the parodies play over the radio and people ask what I am laughing at. 
And all I can think of are your parody version of the song. Don't try to explain it to anybody. <laughs> well, like, Lewis really? has to do that too. And his wife yeah. drives his wife crazy. Exactly. He he says it all the time. Even going back for uh, Dancing Mike's song uh, back in the day yeah. as well. He he ended up never hearing that Scorpions song, the Jim Review songs. Then finally heard no it. Like you? It blew us. Yeah, it blew his mind. Yeah, and then it's one of those things. He probably heard it a million times. Never paid attention. Once he paid attention, he's like, they play this song all the time. I'm like, yeah, there you go. Uh, also likes the independent comic podcast uh, that I do with Rocky Comic Boom. It has led me to some books I would have never have thought to have read or be interested in. Yes. That's the kind of the same thing with me. I wouldn't have read those books either. And he says, I have to say thank you for making the Patreon as well. And he says it ends up where he has tried others. He's listened to some other podcasts and tried to get involved with some patrons. But other channels are just for donations only and wanted a lot of money per month and that's not something that i'm down with i ended up telling you right away that we'll end up making it worth people's while to come on maybe maybe too much still waiting for it to be worthwhile there's been times where it ends up where people said that there's too much going on and that blows my mind but i believe all the content there is at a fair price he says i'm glad you guys don't do interviews so are we so yeah we would i be we'd be a, a nervous wreck there'd be no way I, I'm telling you, we would be really, hey, really Hey, uh, the Flash? That was cool, huh? Yeah, cool. We'd be Chris Farley. <laughs> that was awesome, man. Uh, and then I'd have, like, Dan Jurgens, whatever got you involved with that booster gold, my man. Uh, because Just if put the our person, foot in our mouth over and over I again. Know. I know. I can't help it. It's all nerves. Uh, but he says the person being interviewed can't talk about new material. And really, there's not going to come onto a show. Unless it's softball questions anyway, it tends to be boring and dragged out. I agree. I don't like that's really one of the other reasons is I've told Eric from the get go, I don't like interview podcasts. I really yeah. don't. I ends up boring me. But the show is great without having interviews to begin with. So there you go. I like to oh, think right. that I'm interviewing Eric every single minute of the but day. You make songs about it. And all the information's wrong. Exactly. Well, I can't retain the information, Eric, and that's for the listener. Uh, thank you to again for all the effort you put in the shows that are really great. And this is one of the best podcast channels. I'm glad I found it. I'm glad you did as well, Eric. As well. Thank you for joining Thanks the lot, Patreon. Eric. So that is awesome. And we're going to move on to the question of the week. That means Luis. And I'll, I'll mention this. There's a question part of this that I had a complete blank. Eric Shea came through for me. He He's says, hello, about. Jim and I Eric, and the only crew I would make a porn with. Oh, what? Goodness gracious there. I ended up talking about we just behind the scenes getting like, you know, getting crass. I don't and like know. The slat, you know, the slate, like the clacking it. I'm going to know what you just said. Clacking the lacking. Clack I end up where kind of to go with Eric's deal uh, in that last mail. The idea that in one of the many shows, and I can't remember which one it was, I did mention the whole play that at one point you could have directed a porno, but they you could've. said you didn't want to taint. Oh, no, no. The thing is, I, they wanted me, I could have been in a porno. I actually had to get my other buddy who had a gigantic dong. Oh, there. But I remember when I we were talking about Kind of being like, you could have been the Quentin Tarantino of the porn deal. And you're like, yeah, I didn't want to do that. So there you go. Eric Shea's name means something around here. I got to keep that going. I'm not going to be America's sweetheart and smart. I should have done that porn. Maybe you would have revolutionized the porn industry. Maybe you would have. You would have really have stepped it up. 
Oh, really? Uh, but yeah, he says that he would make a porn with us and the Get Fresh crew. Beep, boop. The weird part is, is he says a porn and then poop, poop. I don't know what he's playing there. I know. I'm not into the scat, Eric. That's one Neil's thing. Neil's nose. That spinning in the people's mouth. Now, cuddle camp, I'll go with. You know, actually, I wouldn't. I don't really like cuddling that much. But, eh, you know, if, if you end up getting what you want at the end, then I'll cuddle. There you go. I don't know. What it's time for question of the week. We have been getting a few team up books lately. What team up would you like to see? And he has a little bit of a setup hero and hero, hero and villain and villain and villain who it would be in your hero and hero. What's the rules of this whole thing? Cause the idea you and I talked about a little bit beforehand, but I don't know if we ever came down to something because the idea that I thought of like, Man, that'd be a cool story to have, like, you know, within a comic. Like, oh, this hero comes He's in for a... He's a team-up book, so I went right, with so a book. Let's just say six-issue many, then, for whatever we're dealing with right now, because it can't Four be too issue much. Many. Get on people's nerves Seven-issue many. Why don't we just play the game that DC... Eleven-issue many, Eric. I don't know. But, yeah, I went with the idea that it would be some sort of series. Maxi, mini, whatever. I'm going mini-series. And with that, okay. my boy Oliver Queen is coming up on top with everything oh that we're my. doing right now. So obviously, he's on there. And especially what we saw with DC versus Vampires last week, I think it was, where Vampire Carter Hall showed up. Like, I want to see those two together in the That'd 2020s. Cool. I want to have a Green Arrow Hawk Band book, at least for six issues. That'd be cool. Uh, I actually picked a little bit of a play, uh, Damian Wayne and Connor Hawk. Uh, is what I went ass. Hawk and I Robin. I the Robin series. The Hawk and Robin. But yeah, but in, again, in my mind, I thought maybe that would be a cool mini to come out of that oh, as great. well. Uh, but that was my deal. I wanted to come up with names. That was really how I was trying to figure out these teams. You needed to have like a Birds catchphrase of name. <laughs> Birds of I Robin and Hawk. Birds I, of I put Hawk and Robin and I'm like, that's not great. Uh, but what is Brady your hero Hawk. and villain? My Lady hero Hawk. and villain is something that I've wanted to see ever since we started reading Sword of Azrael and actually got done with Jason Todd and Task Force Say, I want to see Red Hood and Vengeance team up for whatever story they could do. That's pretty good. At one point, my Even hero the idea and villain. Of continuing on from Task Force Z, where, you know, Jason wanted to get revenge on Bane for murdering Alfred. The idea of coming across this powerhouse of a woman who's a genetic clone of Bane, but a daughter version. I'm like, that could be that really would be cool. good. I actually was thinking, and I thought that you would call me out that, uh, you know, Ravager Rose is not quite a villain. And at first I was going to put Jason Todd and Rose in a deal. But instead, I'm going to go with well, Jason a, Todd a hero at times. You know, he's anti-hero. Exactly. Well, I'm not doing that team. Up. Okay. My team up is something that we've been wanting for a while. And actually with certain things that are coming into place, maybe you can get this where John Kennedy gets a little upset. People are kind of down on him. He goes off. I want a John and Lex book. I'd love. We, actually, we want it Lex. Yeah, we want it Lex to, to be, the mentor. be that mentor and actually step up. And maybe you could even play it out of that son of Cal Al where he ended up. Where Remember, we thought we were gonna, it was going to be revealed that he, hey, look, I was just trying to mess around with Bendix and stuff. You can make it work. But we had wanted to have. That deal with John I'm telling you, that whole Lex thing falls cool. apart for whatever reason, whatever the catalyst might be to push John away from his father and more into Lex's arms, become this mentor figure and teach him how to be a man and not only a man, but a Superman. I want this to go along smoothly. We know that Lex is a heel at times. I and mean, like in the background, he is doing heel things, but I want it all to fall apart where the idea is he yells at John. You couldn't even finish Bendix, so I had to kill him for you. <laughs> exactly. And right there, like, you did And what? then it's over. Then you're like, oh, no. But yeah, with that, it seems what, like yeah? there's a new Superman number one book. Everybody's saying I didn't really read the exact deal, but it seems like the Son of Kal-El book might be done. But then they're going to have something else. I wouldn't mind it being that where John ends up 
kind of going with Lex. I don't know how they would play it out, but boy, if if Cal, you know, if his dad found out, he'd be a little pissed off, and that that's the tension that I think we would need. But then you end up villain and villain. This is where I drew a blank. I couldn't really think. And I was trying to think. Again, I was coming up with names and stuff. Yours is better than mine now. Well, because you came up with it. But what is your villain and villain? My villain and villain, at least six issue story where they team up. That's the thing is when I put this together, it was all about the idea of what I had for a Batman story and the villains that would team up for that. But in that, it was Professor Pig and Mad Hatter because we don't get enough Mad Hatter. Professor Pig is scary as hell. And man, it's creepy as fuck. So put those <laughs> two together and you'd have one of the strangest, horrid stories that you could ever possibly imagine. Well, does it have to be? I mean, I know it's a team up. So it's it, they I have to kind of be on the like, same like, team. Kind of like we have an action comics role. Lex Luthor and Mattel yeah, are teaming up. I would love to have it a book where kind of like we talked about before, a Mad Hatter but also Professor Pig and going off of that deal. But that wouldn't be real team up. But that would be more six issue against many for each a other. Story where they're together. I like what you have. Yeah. The Sinestro and Black Adam uh, would be a pretty cool deal. Yeah. Yeah. Really. And really an a dictator. Fist. And yeah, I, I think that that would be a cool deal. Get Black Adam off doing some stuff with Sinestro. See how that plays out. They could yell at each other and stuff. You know how it is. They yell at each other, Eric. I'm telling you, those two work really well off of one another in Forever Evil, and I always want to see them get back together like that ever but since. But is Black Adam a villain, Eric, or is he now a hero? He Anti is a big hero. dog. No, he's, I would say he's still a hero. He was just going to the Legion of Doom to get shit done. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have Means to see how to it end. all ends. Uh, maybe Sinestro and that Parallax that ended up coming out of Convergence that went off into space and never came back. Well, Maybe you can all that. know that the freaking story that we need going forward with the two villain team up is Evil Star and Goldface. Well, we all would love that, right? Gold Balls and Telos. I don't know how it works, Eric, but we need it, right? That would be the best. But all in all, yeah, this uh, deal. I, I really and Dr. Polaris. <laughs> I really would like that. John like Kent Lex, though, even if it was just, a, you know, not its own book, but if it was in something where John ended up you know, kind of learning some stuff from Lex and kind of being fooled by him. I don't know how it would work, but nothing good would come from it, right? Except our enjoyment. And that's all we care about. But that is it. Thanks, Luis, for that. And yeah, if anybody wants to tell us what their team-ups are, yeah, let us know. That's a pretty cool deal. And with that, we're going to go off. We have three more books, Eric. As I said, one Bangers, better Jim. than the Bangers. next. Bangers, all of them. As we go and finish this up, and we'll be right back with those. Well, he stares into the mirror, moosing up his hair. Blows kisses to himself, and he really thinks that tear is tear. Well, that's just every shake. Looking for a star screen, or maybe a hot cap. Spends all his money buying all that crap. Well, that's just every shake. All right, and we're back with the big section of this podcast. Ooh, these books, Eric, bigger than the next. I think possibly if we added up bigger all the sales the of these, it might equal 13. I don't know. That's just me. But we're going to do a section here of books that I don't think a lot of people are reading or caring about except me and you. We have a bunch of these that we were at least excited when they started, but one that we're going to start with that we were wary of and actually fell in love with it. Fell in love with it like we were smooching and making fell out with it in the back it, huh? seat, right? We loved it. You were actually very positive you about sort easy. of Asriel 
I am. I'm a lover, Eric, not a fighter. I'm a lover, a not, lover a not a thinker. Not a thinker. Well, I'm not a looker either. But hey, everybody needs to find their own brand of love is what I say. Prostitution. And maybe. Well, if you have to pay for it, you got to pay for it. At least I don't have if to. you have I just the like money. To. No. Well, that's true. That is true. It's well, my don't, kink. don't we all pay for it? Isn't that what everybody who's caught with paying for sex says? Oh, don't we all pay for it? No, not actually. Not anymore. No, no not with that. So with all of that, Sort of Asriel was a book. Yeah, really. Sort of Asriel was a deal that we were kind of wary about. Like I said, the idea that you don't like Asriel. Oh, you one-trick pony, (laughs) Jean-Paul. And Jean-Paul actually surprised you in the idea that he revealed to you one Eric Shea. He don't like Asriel either. He's sick of him. And he wants to change things up. Then you mix in. This other girl who's being kind of manipulated. She's not- another angel of death, but not by Saint Dumas, by by the the, the uh, Knights Templar. I was about to say the Illuminati for some reason. They the Masons, right? Yeah, that's uh, I mean I mean Jackie Mason is what I meant, <laughs> So when you end up having all this going on, we were kind of in, we were a little bit taken aback last issue where when you end up having Azrael get this Brielle out and then suddenly he's like yeah i gotta i gotta pray here i i gotta go and do a little bit of my mind i gotta mind go movies. talk to the angel system <laughs> in my mind which puts me out of income nukato with the outside world for however long i'm gonna take so please just stay here and don't let anybody in the room yeah don't let anybody in the room and if you really get in some trouble i ain't helping you even though in this there he is he's praying it's time to walk in that room he'll never know we were there and take that girl it was very odd but here we are and it, it's an odd deal in this where he actually says like yeah i heard them take her but hey i, I was in communication. i was talking to angel systems said, i was in the systems and we'll get into this obviously but one of the big plays is the pushing of the mother boxes and things like that that when out. we get to it we'll discuss and i knew that you'd be out i Done. knew and i ended up seeing zach walker in the slack ask about it i hadn't read it yet when i saw him talk about that i just got angry i'm like now i don't want to read it but we had to for the for the podcast i hadn't read it yet either so i didn't want to comment on it i figured me either he'll hear us here exactly i knew you were out but give us the credits and we'll get into it sort of as number three written by dan waters with art by nicolek sismesia fuck marissa Luis and hassan atzman elhow nicola i apologize we tried to look up nicolo c's name and i thought i had it before we started recording but it was completely gone once i had to say it here we go and we go into this again with a start with the templars and a start with this girl which i actually like this at the beginning i kind of got a little away from liking it by the end because I don't know what the focus of this. I thought the focus was just going to be on this girl. And through her, you'd have Azrael kind of figure out what he's all about and maybe help somebody else to avoid that fate. And I still think it will be that. But we're at least go along the lines of the idea of like what uh, what we had X-23 doing. Like, oh, my God, they're making all these clones. I mean, I got to shut down all these systems. So like they, Azrael doesn't want people being screwed over by the system or other religious orders using people along these lines. I got to shut down the Knights Templar like I shut down St. Dumas to save people from this fate. Exactly. And I, I think that it's still that, but maybe that's not enough for six issues and Dan Waters. Well, it's idea, better than bringing it in gets, a gigantic Satan monster. Well, that's the point. And I'll even say you, you brought up X-23 and it did end up being a deal where that's all she was into. Her and Gabby going around and trying to take out the clones, the clones, the clones. It does start to get, you know, long in the tooth, but... Just like everything Azrael has ever done. And with that, though, I thought that with... You get, at the end, Azrael saves this girl, so 
he's a hero, but also give us a new little aspect of Azrael. Give us a little bit a better version, maybe, or something that you could at least deal with. I don't know if people love Azrael. Just take control of the system so Jean-Paul can be Jean-Paul, but have all the benefits of the Azrael system and stuff like that. Have a a kick-ass Jean-Paul who then takes the name Azrael anyway because he's going to take it back there and use it that's how and you do be it. able to control it. That, that's all we really Not need. Not the liability to anybody who wants to work with Azrael. Exactly. All of a sudden, the system might take over and say, I'm going to kill you because I'm the angel of death and you're some kind of sinner. Azrael's agent is calling him and saying, listen, this ghost maker, he stole your stick. He ends up, he's now a Batman Incorporated leader. And look at you. You got to get control. You know, once he has bats, you could have been this. Exactly. Look at all he needs is to have that little control and maybe he, he could be used more. And so, and just imagine him on an outsider's book with Jason Todd. You would love it, Eric. But you, shut your you mouth. end up where by the end, I think we'll still get something along those lines. But we're here and we're halfway through. And all of a sudden, it veers away, and it seems like when you get this girl taken away, which Asriel says, I kind of yeah. heard Brielle being taken, oh no, whatever, he should make a beeline to get her back. But old Asriel, he steps in the way, and now we're going off in left field. We're taking a left turn at Albuquerque. The idea of him being in the system, talking to the system itself and stuff like that, by the time he comes out of it, the system has taken his ass on a journey. Now we have to discover the hidden sanctuaries of St. Dumas and what's been going on and how the system was created and how it was freaking connected to Brielle with the Knights Templar and stuff like that. Well, the Brielle herself takes on the idea that she is the new angel of death. She will be Sariel, the angel of death, and she will be the knight and the angel for like the uh, Knights Templar going forward. And screw all those sinners over like Azrael once did for St. Dumas, but in a better way. But Azrael, he's on his own journey right now. He ain't got time for Brielle. He, <laughs> he has to go and figure out what's going on with the urban legends in this mountain town. Because when young men, they decide to get their, their dander all up, I'm going to go check out this mountain, even though people disappear at least once a year. Volcano! Volcano mountain, mountain exactly. Volcano. Yeah, I mean, yeah, seriously. Some crazy shit. Everybody disappears and goes in there. And now Azrael has to like, I don't know where I am. I, it feels familiar, though. In the system, it doesn't really know what's going on inside this volcano either. But we found the an entranceway. Even the idea where Azrael, he goes to this volcano hideaway of St. Dumas and finds this entrance. Like, I, I somehow know what's there. But even me and the system itself don't know what's inside. It's somehow firewall behind it. Like, somehow the thing, though, he, he goes to a place that he knows the, an entrance to. I don't know how all of these other people get inside, get lost. Because even when you get inside know. and you're taken... By the monster man that lives inside known as Satan. I don't know how this <laughs> thing ever gets out. Because one day it wants to get out, but it's it's the size of a goddamn King Kong. Well, it'll squeeze through, Eric. I mean, you squeeze through. I can't suck it in that much. And I really, I think you can, Eric. Please. You end up where like there it. is a play here. And I think he does take a left turn at Azrael. Eric, you, you got that? But no. when he wakes up. He's got, but it's such a weird way. The you wake took control up and brought me to this volcano he, town. He, he's bleeding in the volcano town. Oh man, you're an Old outsider. You must have killed this kid that's missing that we're actually already having a funeral for, but we're still looking for it. I want this kid actually, and he's not found. He ain't got no head, Jim. Right? Yeah, really. He lost he has his head. head. And so with that though, they pretty much are having a funeral, but then you say they're looking for him, but then they blame Azrael. Only these two guys. Hey, stranger, what you? doing in town we don't know you we just we just had a kid go missing and we don't know your face we don't like that face we're gonna take it out on you no you're not okay i'm sorry you're bleeding so we're gonna fight you all right i'm gonna fight you all right we don't really want to be into this you're a stranger (laughs) we had a kid go missing you got blood all over your hands like 
I have a nosebleed. It won't stop running for some reason. Would you like some cotton swabs? I'm sorry. This is Rambo, but it only lasts like three minutes. It's the Rambo movie that really goes quickly because, yeah, he starts beating these guys up. And Asriel, he knows not to kill because these guys, they're, I'm like, when did Asriel start worrying about the idea that these guys are just upset and fighting? Oh, that Asriel. Always you worrying about others. You start to see them work together in a way that's weird, but they are kind of, and at one point the narration changes off to Asriel. And then he's like, oh, that John Paul, he's still here with me. We're working together a bit. Let's see what's going on. And at parts in this issue, I will end up telling you that I like Nicholas C's art a little better than I did in the first two issues. Yeah, I but there are parts where it gets wonky. And I'm telling you, at the one point when Satan and them are fighting, he's like, oh, that's why those machines are upside. I didn't see any sort of machines. You know, all, I machines. Saw, all I ended up seeing were a bunch of heads in jars that pretty much look like the governor. And Walking Dead just sitting well, even there the looking idea at zombie We heads. have this going on here. Where our big reveal for this issue, once we get inside the volcano town of St. Dumas' like, secret hideouts and stuff like that, is that back in the day, during the original St. Dumas, they witnessed gods and demons clashing in the sky. And as they went away, and, and the depictions on the wall and stuff like that, and like the recreations of what they saw, it's Orion and Calabac fighting each other. A boom tube opens, and for some reason, a mother box is left behind. And these savage crusaders, they somehow figure out how to break this mother box's technology and start creating monster men. And this is how the system that was put into Jean-Paul and his father and every, like, Azra that came before them, or since, it was all based on mother box technology. They have no idea, especially how we get to this monster man Satan inside Volcano Alley. How they did this technology with, you know, medieval times, you know, science. Yeah, how the technology of this box just fell out. They see these gods Hooray, fighting. And the next box. thing they know, and not only like, yeah, they pick up the box, right? It's up there like it pretty much that they're playing the boom box and say anything. Everybody's dancing <laughs> around, right? And they get I'm this going you, I on. It, I thought that Link just opened a trunk and got an item. He's holding it over his head like and that. And then you just go, is this trying in some crazy way? To tie into Justice League Odyssey, the idea that you did have Azrael off, and that's weird. There's no reason because to do that, Because in that, right? though, in the, in the weird Metalverse thing that we're dealing with, they're like, you know, the idea of Justice League Odyssey going with, you know, Darkseid trying to escape a doomed multiverse. With that, like, the story was always convoluted, but in that, where you had father boxes, and instead of parademons, you had Darkseid turning people like Azrael into his para-angels, and we had to stop Epoch. And by the end of it, I was thinking about this earlier in the show, where I don't want to go back and read JLO because reasons. And I don't know how <laughs> reasons, it actually yeah. ended. Did all of that get wrapped around in a time travel paradox where nobody has to worry about it ever again? Like, does anybody remember what happened? I don't think anybody that? read it. In the in the areas outside of the multiverse. When Dan Abnett came on, you know, Joshua Williamson started out and it was a wreck, it was delayed, you know, and then you had Dan Abnett come on and almost turned it into almost like a Guardians of the Galaxy yeah, type feel. And it was fun. But it wasn't anything that I would hang my hat on to try to go with, especially if you're already trying to give us an Asriel that hopefully, and it does seem like the groundwork here is to get a more manageable Asriel. Asriel can show up. He's not going to be beheading people. He's not going to be doing flaming sword on everyone with that. So I don't know he why go you're going to go on people's this. doors after he know about Jesus Christ. You I know. guess maybe this I, in a weird way, like the system, quote unquote. That's such a mystery anyway, that we wouldn't know that maybe Dan Waters and how they're playing this, that the mother boxes are a little more. Def I, I don't know how it works. I don't well, know how is, this the is The interesting part to tie in what you're talking about, JLO, is that we have a person here 
who is a very religious person who has been taken over by, you know, what believes itself to be an angel inside at like, you know, John Paul's mind, making him astral, the angel of death itself. Now, if you tie in the idea of what Christianity is with the Knights Templar and St. Dumas and what they actually worship, is it all based on new gods? New gods. Is, it, what, is the fourth world that they actually worship and not a Christian sect at all? It might be. And that would end or up, like you know, Christianity. Did they just out. fold this into their own stories and make I it their own? I think it did. I think you, you'll get all that. But is there enough room for that right here? And are we going to no. be getting <laughs> enough sales? To actually continue with that, but it just feels weird to go back at this point in time for a character whose background, for the most part, even though it changes here and there and is retold and revamped with like Batman and Robin Eternal being the first time we see Azrael, even though we had Azbats, where you have to go and like, oh no, what you thought you knew about Azrael and the system that was very well laid out, now you have new gods and mother box. I'm like, I don't think it fits. Yeah, I think it's too big. And, I think it's too much. And whether or not it fits, I think what you said after that is is bitter, bigger. It is too big. It is too much. And it ends up where you don't, you have limited space. You're already trying to explain some things, and then you throw in something that needs a lot of explanation. You can't just push this by. You can't sweep this under the rug when you're explaining things. This has to be, I mean, this is big enough that this has to be the basis of what this series goes forward with, but I don't know that it's going to be that. It's very odd. It's very odd to me. Now, it almost I feels like the turn you, we had in Gotham by Midnight, where all of a sudden for the New 52... And they're going to recreate the Spectre and Jim Corrigan for a new universe and new readers and stuff like that, where they said all of a sudden, oh, no, he's not actually the Wrath of God. He's a meta. And this is another personality that comes out. That's crazy. And was, thankfully, that was forgotten. Yeah. And again, you have things like that with, you know, big things that actually did catch on, like an Alec Holland when Alan Moore came on the Swamp yeah. Thing. Like, this almost feels not that it's more important or anything, but... It feels like it's supposed to be big like that, but... But I don't like Azrael or the fourth No, world. I mean, this is the thing. It's <laughs> adding up everything you don't like and really fighting you. Now, when you see this, I start thinking, like, what are they going to do next? Change up the Lazarus picture? Oh, God, shut <laughs> I, your When mouth. I saw this, I actually thought to myself, like, why are they changing things like this? It just like feels this? out of nowhere like it's a, an offshoot of the DCYOU era of DC Comics where we're going to have so many changes too fast, too soon. It, it almost feels like I'm running, you know, in a race and I don't have shoes and I'm running in this race. I don't, and I then, don't think you should do that. No, and this is the thing. For me, then I say, Eric, I'm not running real fast. I think I need to put on a hat. Like, there's a lot of things wrong in the DCU right now. I didn't think the Lazarus Pits or Asriel system were one of those that we actually had. There's a, let's fix We've some bigger things. We've already dumbed down the Lazarus Pits enough with Lazarus Resident, the idea that you can use one more than once now, and how they're all over the road once again, wherever you need them. Now we're just going to make Lazarus Planet wherever, like, you know, the, oh, now a volcano of Lazarus will shoot out, and whoever it hits, it's going to give people meta powers or change their powers. I'm like, whatever you Lazarus do, Pits, Lazarus Resin, Mother Box, Uncle Box, Aunt Box, Cousin Box. box. I mean, what are you up to? How many do we need? I need a step stool box there so I can punch you in the face. But you end up getting, and that part, when you do see that, you know, history lesson there, that looks great. That looks almost stained glass. The whole idea really goes in well with the knights. Especially when the system like is that. showing John Paul the ghost of St. Dumas. St. Dumas. It was like Al from Quantum Leap being a hologram with him. Yeah, exactly. Then, even then, I mean, this is the ghost. I mean, this isn't just any ghost. This is St. Dumas. Holy crap. This is the big guy. And in that, it the issue doesn't read that bad. Uh, you know, sometimes Dan Waters, I think, gets a little bit boring, gets a little long-winded. Some of this stuff, it, it reads okay. It's just what I'm getting. I'm like, why are we getting this? Why are we spending time? I really just want him to go off and try to save Brielle, which I do think he will. 
But this seems like it's just trying to change too much when I did not think anything needed to be changed with the system. And then basically finds where it's like turns into a horror comic, but it's not that much of a horror comic when you end up seeing all these body parts. You see that head. What I do appreciate is earlier. What is Satan doing with these body parts? Because even the idea where young fit men are going missing at least once a year. The idea that they're young fit men. We that have to one say guy that, but- on the right side, that jar, he doesn't look so fit. That's just me, Eric. I'm shaming him. I, I don't think he was that fit. You leave but- him alone. He was very fit. Yes, he's just yes. bald and a little thick face. Maybe he's but actually idea- bloating in that water, which again, what, what, if you told me that was Satan- Lazarus, then I'd really blow on it. What is Satan doing with these body parts inside this volcano he's layer of St. Dumas that's hidden away? Because the idea what I got is somehow he's using these body parts to maintain himself. That's almost what like he the says, Jeepers but- Creepers creeper who ate body parts to maintain oh his body. My. But he's be- he is a gigantic King Kong monster man. That his hand is bigger than Azrael itself. And I just don't get it because you just have a guy who's built by the system, this mother box from long ago, to be the angel of suffering, the, the Satan, as they yeah, call him yeah. now, that Azrael is now going to have to fight. But he is just in here somehow. I don't know, sticking his hand out the secret entrance and like toodaloo or like, you know, <laughs> like luring men in so he can then take their body parts to eat them, to stitch them to his own body. I don't know. You have a hideous monster man that Azure's going to have to fight. Who's another monstrosity of St. Dumas. Yeah. I mean, he's got the ever long big hand. He's going with that, right? That always gets the young fit men in the getting my milkshakes <laughs> in the backyard. Uh, but when you get that, it's weird because, like you said, he does say that he's using these body parts, but he seems to be collecting. Is he making a Build-A-Figure? I don't know, Eric. He's got all these body parts going, it. I guess. But you end up having them there. And really what it boils down to is big, bad monster that Azrael can fight to show us that Azrael and John Paul, again, can fight together and try to kick ass. But at, at this point in time, I don't want them to fight together. Bring Azrael good and proper to take yeah. this monster. Oh, yeah. man. I'd like that. What I really want to know is somebody get to Volcano Town and, and wonder why young fit men even want to go close to a volcano. I mean, that's the start I can understand. of it. I was once a young fit man who liked to dabble in things. I had a lot of bad ideas. You and the only other person that ever would get is Gilligan. That stupid volcano on that. They were always over there. But why? There's no reason. And you end up having this monster there. And like I said, at one point, he's like, oh, that's why all all of that equipment was up there. I'm like, I went back and just scoured it. machinery, Jim. I'm like, machinery? What are they talking about? But on top of that, if we use the the nice, the big, strong heart of Azrael, like he's been trying to do with all these other men that he collects over the years, now he might finally be able to leave this mountain at last, and the world will know Satan, the angel Satan at last. I'm like, who told you that you need hearts to leave this place? Because I'm pretty sure Azure walked here. I know it's too small for you, but I don't know if this is the key to your sanctuary right I, now. I know. He's got three heads. He's got some hands, a, a heart that looks like right there. I don't know what this guy's doing, but he's got... Like, we're preserving them, I'd imagine, but yeah, I don't know. Because I, I, I assume I the pieces know. that he would want, he would take right away. Are these the reject pieces? Like, bald, thick-faced man? I don't want that. Maybe he's like, I don't need a face right now. I need that later. He does I don't have know. a lot of heads. Well, I, he does. And I look at his regular face. It doesn't look so pretty. He's got it covered with that helmet. So what does it matter? Just get one of those... Got some eyeballs. Get that sexy guy that he just killed, that, that trim young man. Get him there. The go into town. Man. Go into town. Hey, what up? Just he should go into town and go to that guy's funeral and end up punking their asses and filming it, and then he could be TikTok star. I don't even know what he's going to do afterwards. Why he's doing this? Except he wants to leave and kill people, but he might be able to do it just as a monster. I don't know. I don't understand volcano Satan. 
He's not well defined here. <laughs> I just don't get it. I just don't understand Volcano Satan. Look at his pants and that belt. He's got a <laughs> rough belt. <laughs> what is he doing? Oh, my we goodness gracious. In Volcano and Town. even then, I don't think there's any young, trim, fit men that have clothes that trim. would fit him. Right? He said, where did he get all this stuff? Ah, uh, but then you end. And it basically just, and I thought to myself, like, what happened? I thought that we were going to go after Brielle or stay on nope. there also. Volcano Town, Satan. Volcano Satan. This almost feels like that weird play of, and now it's a whole issue of it, but in an arc total, the idea of, well, we have to have some action. So you have to, and they're like, I don't know when we're going to have that. So in a separate way, you get Ezreal and Volcano Town to fight. I'm just waiting for, for some reason in the next issue. I was actually waiting this entire issue for it to happen, but Vengeance, the daughter of Bane, to show up and actually save the day because all I want is Azrael yeah, and Vengeance cool. teaming up. I want to see where we find out that the Knights Templar have been led by Professor Pig all along because seem, they seem to be making Dollatron masks when they're like, we're going to make this new visage to put on you, but it burns on you. I'm like, we've got to modify your face surgically, ugly. Yeah, Brielle's like, is there another way? <laughs> there has to be some no. other way, right? Yeah, the like, pills? No. But again, I think that, yeah, really, I think that she's already like, yeah, I don't know about that. I'll even take some suppositories. Can we not fuck with my face surgically? And they try to screw with her mind. Obviously, they know that Azriel would be the thing that would try to convince her not to go with them or at least try to save her. So, hey, look at all these bodies that Azriel went through. Some of these bodies are bleeding, but yet they say they're from like years ago. I'm like, holy crap. That's the crap. thing. It's the Order of St. Dumas and like the idea where you do have some blood there to get to the gore factor to make it look cr- like terrible and stuff. But a lot of them are, you know, decomposed. So I have to imagine these are the original Order of St. Dumas because at first I thought they were playing with us where these were the monks That's that what you I know, thought. Brielle herself had murdered. But I don't know. I don't know what we're playing I with anymore. Maybe you are. Because they're bleeding. These are zombies. But look at the face. That face looks like it's been decomposed for months. I know. That's what I don't understand. But I guess it is for the gore factor to have it. And I mean Al Gore, Eric. Oh, my God. Al Gore. (laughs) Gore How dare you, Eric? Global warming in effect. So all in all, I love that old guy, too, that's in Volcano Town that really doesn't do much but (laughs) send him off to the volcano. I mean, he really doesn't do much. don't go over there. (laughs) Don't go to Ye Volcano. Oh my goodness. We're called Volcano Town for a reason. Uh, what would you give this? I think it's, it's a goofy ass issue that introduces a lot of mythology that I don't want with a character that I don't even care for. So it's a weird mix of stuff that I don't want. When honestly, yeah. all I want at this point is Vengeance, Daughter of Bane, and maybe Azrael team up. I don't even need Azrael there, but I want Vengeance in this because I thought she was a cool character from the Joker book. In the long run, though, it does fill your action quota and is doing something at least new, If it's even though it's not something I like. It could pull out something at the end. I don't know, but I'll give it a six out of 10 because I, le- I like the art a lot. And I thought the action was really intense. Yeah. I just... Those those elements, it's just not great. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I'm with you. I'm actually a little more positive. I'm going to go with six five. I thought when you were talking that you might have given it a seven, but it's, it just isn't there. Sevenish. Yeah, really. I had it. I had it on there. Uh, but overall, it, if it can tighten up again, I mean, the beginning, that first issue, we were really intrigued. The second, we started waiting, and this one was just an odd one. I'm not going to say that I read this and said, screw this series. We're never doing it again. Oh, no. Because it didn't upset me like that. It just added things that I didn't think needed it to be added. It got enough to keep me interested now. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, I think you like Volcano Town way better than like Dinosaur Island. Look, I'll, I'll take Volcano Satan over Dinosaur yeah, Island. Yeah, you'll any do day. that. Uh, in the whole thing, I know that you don't, and I don't actually need that mother box control the system, whatever, but you introduced it now. 
make it work. Make it make sense in a like, clever I want way. This and then weird I'll be thing, in. Though, because I'm telling you, I, I started thinking about the whole thing because mother box are living technology and mm-hmm. stuff like that with their own personality and stuff. I want this mother Do box itself, to, maybe? Like I'm telling you, they, they are these ultimate boxes created from Element X and stuff like that. I don't know. Let's just say that if Mother Box for some reason had delusions of grandeur where she works for all these new gods and now all of a sudden it's being praised as a thing of God itself and allows these sects of Christianity from the dark ages to make it think that this is actually the like the Metatron, the voice of God talking to them. And like, you know, it becomes this whole weird egotistical Mother Box that just wants to be praised. A narcissist Mother Box. Yeah, you can have that because, you know. know. Whose That's mother box was it? I mean, it's like Orion. Oh, crap. I left that back there. I don't think they care about it. Diamond Dust. And they'll just make a stepfather oh box. Oh, my God. I thought you were going to say Diamond Dallas Page. Uh, you end That's up there's the Diamond Cutter. I, I don't know why I thought that. Uh, but I, I actually like that idea that if it did fall and you ended up having this, you know, new gods battle, they end up leaving it behind because, like you said, there are Diamond Dozen, Diamond Dallas Page. You end up where... All yeah. of that leads to, like you said, somebody hearing a voice, hearing that, and it ends up twisting and turning. Ping. You find that out. It's that's, the voice of God. It is. Ping. But that's that's an interesting it's angle. Beautiful. But I don't know that there's enough room for that. It just is weird here. So with that, though, I'm a six five. We're going to move on to the next book, which is a book that it was on hiatus for a while, but it's back. It's, I'm telling you, the last issue came out in July. Yeah, it's such, that's it crazy. So long in between now. And I guess it is for some people, depending on how you feel about time, since it is relative. But it's Monkey Prince number seven, written by Jean Luen Yang, with art by Bernard Chang, Marcelo Mayalo, and Janice Chiang. Yeah. And I thought that coming back to this, I don't know. I, I just. Amnesty Bay time with the Monkey Prince. Get in here. I know Black Man, Aquaman, but there is some fun to be had in this one. And almost. Don't forget about the half breed daughter of the King of the Twelve. Well, yeah. <laughs> that, at the end, I'm like, oh, there she is. But in that. There is a fun factor in this issue that I think might have been missing from some of them. And maybe we're getting to the point where maybe Jean Luan Yang, maybe you should have gotten to the monkey prince kind of being the monkey prince quicker. Well, that was one thing. I don't don't remember what issue it was. Maybe it was by the end of the Gotham era of monkey prince. But when we have Mark become the monkey prince, it almost becomes a... A, a confidence boost like you're going to school with new clothes or something like that and you want to reinvent yourself for college or something along the lines he is no longer a kind of loser kid who has to move around with his parents that like really piss him off because they're always moving around but he is the monkey prince he is a royalty of the monkey king all the stuff that is hoisted upon him now so when he's in the monkey prince persona and he is led to the throne room of mara and arthur and the idea like oh these are royalty respect them i think they should bow to me because i am a prince or even when he starts talking up to arthur he has this confidence this like you know this uh, this ego to him that I actually really enjoy. It's a little over the top at times, but he is a teenage character. I'll tell you what it is. In my mind, you are, and I am as well, a very socially awkward guys. We're doing Boy, this. Howdy. Boy, Eric, when you go and start drinking. Oh, my God. That Eric Shea is the life of the party. That's what it feels like to me. It feels like an Eric Shea who's had a bit to drink. Maybe not too much, but enough my dick out. that you're there going and doing all crazy <laughs> stuff. And everybody's like, man, I love that Eric. He's so outgoing. And he's that. That's what it feels like to me. And and I thought it was fun, even with the idea that he's kind of cracking jokes. And then Shifu Pixie, he kind of gets involved in it as well. He actually isn't there to just pish posh on Monkey Prince. He's there having some fun as well because they are evolving into a team and actually being able to step it up a bit. Uh, I like that. 
the overall story, you're still dealing with well, the, even idea the idea of Dragon Town and, and Dragon stuff that- Town and Atlantis, which are all Chinese dragons, and one yeah. of the Chinese dragons who just happened to start talking about how, oh yeah, I had the Monkey King's freaking magic staff, the freaking uh, the Re Ingu Bong. Oh, short of that went inside me at the same point when you know Monkey Princess happens to be in Amsterdam Bay, and for some reason it triggers itself to where a gigantic. You know, staff grows out of the dragon from the shard that was once put in there by the Monkey King, and now it's a gigantic pillar. It's almost like the idea what the the, the, the staff that um, Goku had in Dragon mm-hmm, Ball. It is. It is. And I can't think of what the hell it's called now off the top of my head. I'm sure we talked about it all last time. But the Ringu Bang, this is a whole thing where it's like the idea, it feels too coincidental. Like, you know, it's too over the top because of what we're currently dealing with. But is it the idea of fate is making these things happen? And that's why these... Chinese dragons in Dragon Town just happen to be talking about this thing right when it goes off and right when you know Monkey Prince happens to be there. It feels too over the top for me just because I know it's going, but you can also chart up, no, no, this is fate. This is the fate of the Monkey Prince. Things are like moving in a like a matter for him to take the throne that or not the throne, but the something that's rightfully his within the power himself. But it's so over the top, this hanging out. Man, we gotta we gotta make this staff your own. Just like, you know, try to say it's your you're its master, and so we and, and it stops just growing and doesn't kill this talking dragon trash man. to each other. Like, like you said, I did like it. It just it, it meanders a bit. The whole deal with the dragons that really wasn't that interesting. It's the connection to get the monkey prince in there and have something going on. I do like all the shade being thrown at Aquaman while they end up saying how Mara's real kick ass. Oh, the even power pole. Shifu Pigsy, yeah, even loves you know oh that Mara. She's so cool. Whatever. The continuity in this has been wonky since the beginning. There is no continuity in this. This monkey prince goes out of this into that big event that's coming up in two thousand twenty-three. Yeah. So yeah, so which is kind of a cool idea that the, he like we can extend this character beyond this out of continuity thing and make him a bigger, better character. Because by the end of this, I want to think that he has access to his powers, knows about his father and where he came from, everything in between that we want to know about the monkey prince. So we then can move on. Unlike those other characters that we had in the new age of DC heroes like Sideways, who does show up in Dark Crisis? Yeah, I heard that. Are That's they really crazy, right? Well, are they as damage out there, Is he? Is the cursed out there, Brimstone? I, I like the character Monkey Prince. It's just, it's like almost like I argue with people with the Super Suns stuff. I like the Super Suns as well, but this this story, it's not it the greatest, It always takes a right? break. Like in a story that I'm enjoying with the Monkey Prince to stop and say, Oh, wait, we got to be more cartoony and joke about things and take this less seriously. And it really just takes me out of the book itself. It does. I'm with you. And then you kind of get black. It's weird because Arthur versus Monkey Prince and how they're, you know, not getting along and whatnot. You have the big staff growing in the dragon town. And then Black Man is on top of that fighting Aquaman going. And it gets a little bit convoluted. It gets a little bit too much. That's to have the parents. So all that. And he ends up calling, you know, his what is almost a kinton in the Dragon Ball as well, where he ends up getting and saving his family. He ends up yeah. seeing that his mom and dad are with. But now it's misunderstandings. Ahoy, like, I knew you were a bad monkey prince. You just let Black Manta and his Manta Man escape right under my nose. It's time to face justice, monkey prince. And coming back from F- such a hiatus, man. right? You end up where a lot of things are thrown at you if you don't remember. Or maybe some people, I don't know why, but they think of, Okay, this might be a jumping on point. It certainly isn't because you get a bunch of things thrown at you and then all of a sudden, Trench Princess. I'm like, what? Like, oh my God, I forgot about her. And like, not it's only do everything. we have a trench, but instead of having a trench queen, like, which is proper, we have an English speaking trench queen, a uh, king, I'm sorry, who has a half human daughter who goes daughter. to Hennessy Bay High, who then decides, like, on top of it, 
I just read me a whole bunch of stuff about Chinese mythology. And like those demons that are being unleashed by Marcus Sun's parents for all the villains across the United States, I too want to be immortal and eat a champion. Like, I'm telling you, all the things that are just forced on top of what we're currently dealing with, that are just happening, feel just so like shoehorned in. It's it's out of it's crazy. And the big demon, the Silverhorn King, he's going around. Black Man is chasing him. He ends up, well, the big play, Pigsy, Chifu Pigsy seems to be kind of a little sus at the one point where the uh, Silverhorn King's like, hey there, Pigsy, what's up? You know, we're oh, kind it's of the idea the same. too. We're like, you know, I guess Shifu Pigsy is a demon himself, but he's not one of them bad demons. No, he seems to be able to control it. It seems, but maybe I don't at like the end we'll have to see what's I'm going not a on. Real pig, and that that is a, a cool little mystery going. But then you end up. I, I don't think we need the trench part. We're, we already have too much going on, especially well, even the idea in the of Shifu Pigsy being a demon and might have come from sus backgrounds. I want to know more about the monkey prince and yeah, don't need to have more problem. on Shifu Pigsy at this point in time. Or the trench. I mean, this or is what the we half-breed want. half-breed daughter of the trench king. All you really needed in this, you don't really even need Aquaman. What you really just need is Black Mana, the parents, have this what play What I need is freaking monkey prince, like we saw in the, the little one-shot stories that were in anthology books to lead into this series. Is Marcus' son getting his monkey prince powers in Philadelphia with Billy Batson? And that's all I need. I don't need them moving around. Just make it in Philly, have Shazam be there, there and him discovering himself. Yeah, I, 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 I really were. I mean, you should be here for the monkey prince. That's what we should be here. That's the deal. That's on the marquee. And Gene Luen Yang, I'll give him credit. He's trying to tell a bigger story, but it might be too big. It might be too big for introducing this character to main, you know, stream people and stuff like that, especially if it's going to go off. And end up being an event in 2023. I hope I look that we end up. I'm telling you, I don't look forward to the event because I find it silly, convoluted, and just nonsense, and not something that DC needs to do right now. But the idea that Monkey Prince is front and center—that's cool. Well, and it's cool actually. It ends up where when you have stuff like that and that's announced, it it makes us feel good for reading this book. Then, like, all right, because I don't see a lot of people reading it. We've been talking about it and enjoying Monkey it. Monkey Prince to a has degree. a lot of potential, but the series seems to be wasting it on cartoonish jokes. I agree, or. Maybe not enough. I, it just, it's no, a no, weird, no, I'm telling more. you, it's a weird it's tug enough. of war. It's a weird tug of war with it. You have to have like it that wants to fun. be in all ages books and half the series, like not half the series, but half the issues that I read, it seems like they're almost there where they're taking the powers, the Chinese mythology serious, like deadly seriously. And that's what I want out of it. But then they cartoon it up and I, it gets lost in hey, its Dragon Ball S territory. Hey, when he was conking people on the head and acting all crazy and like, I mean, it was funner. But. Like we're burping and underwater because we can like, you know, create air even though we can breathe underwater and do these weird things so I can have a burp cloud go and save these. I'm like, yeah, he had to save And then even just Dragon Town and the way they're presented in the art itself. I'm like, they are just straight up like, you know, Chinese yeah, caricatures of are. dragons. And there. it's just such a weird situation. I'm like, let's take Monkey Prince seriously. Please come across and tell me all you want with the Chinese mythology because I actually find that very cool. A lot of the stuff you're doing. I actually found myself reading this book and going and looking into different things with the Monkey King because I found it interesting. He is goofy, Do that though. because you'll make more fans. Ball. But yeah, I, I think that they need to, or Gene Luan Yang needs to focus up this deal center on just the monkey prince and him becoming better and getting his heritage and stuff like that so because by the that, end we do defeat black manta the silver horn demon gets away but it's just at the end you know I'm, I'm we move from gotham to amnesty bay we didn't need to move to amnesty bay nobody wants to go to amnesty bay bunch of shit heel people there but now it's just monkey prince saying you think i'm a villain it's time for monkey prince versus aquaman and i'm like i don't need that right now is there been a cliffhanger that doesn't involve you're now dealing with, with the mother flipping monkey. I'm like, all right, we get it there, pal. We get it. So 
It's so weird that. though that he goes from like the um the the uh I can't I can't talk tonight, but the idea the dialogue boxes <laughs> I got there. Oh, right, from the, the white dialogue to the boxes, red. From the white to the red, with it just being both from Monkey Prince himself. Like, is one just supposed to be Marcus' son, and then he goes full on Monkey Prince with the mother flipping Monkey Prince? Because now it's in a red. Or I'm like, now I'm really angry. Look at the red dialogue. It's balloon. like Asriel going back and forth, Jean Paul and, and Asriel. That's what right? it felt like. Yeah, I'm like, did. you have a system inside you. Yeah, he does. It's the mother box. Oh no, it's the monkey box, Eric. Well, even you speak of that because that was the cool thing in one of those preludes to the series where you had Darkseid in the sphere of the gods taking out the Chinese gods. And even at the end of the last issue, when that this, the uh, the staff started awaking inside that one dragon, it went crazy because, you know, Monkey Prince is in town with a few days to thrill. Out of nowhere, we saw the Monkey King in the fucking Phantom Zone wake up. I'm like, I want to know more about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, we'll it all here. Maybe we will. Maybe we'll get that by the end. We still have a bunch of issues, five issues. How left. many issues so, is this overall? It's 12, it's 12, I believe. Okay, uh, I always that's forget. That's what I think. So with that, though, what would you give it? Ultimately, like, there's some stuff in here. I like the Monkey Prince. I want to see the Monkey Prince taken more seriously. I want to know more about the Monkey Prince, and I want to have a definitive conclusion to lead him proper into Lazarus' uh, planet later on in the uh, next year. It's just that this didn't grab it for me with what it was trying to do with Atlantis and just being overly jokey. So a 5.5 out of 10. 5.5 for you, Eric. I just think you don't want to kiss your grits. Kiss my grits. I don't want to kiss my grits. I'm kissing the grits, Eric, because that's what I think. I like the art. I think the art's really good. that's good. And I actually don't mind the little jokiness, but I need that coupled with actually a better ongoing story, more focus on the monkey prince, so that when you do have those jokey moments, that's not all you get. If you ended up expanding the deal, because, again, the Monkey Prince and the Monkey King is a jokey type of guy. But without anything else, without the overall, like, getting more information, then it seems like that's all you're pushing. And that's what I think is the there problem. There was one great moment in this where the Monkey Prince really took over Marcus' son personality, like the confidence that I was talking about and knowing your powers. When he is handcuffed by the Atlanteans, he goes to Aquaman, and they have to do, a, like, you know, it is custom for my people to do a pinky promise. And, like... <laughs> Do you know what that is? Uh, yes, I know what a pinky promise is. And they do it. And Marcus, like, you know, knowing his powers finally, uses that whole thing where he then, like, you know, rips his own hand off in Aquaman's hand so he can take the handcuff off. I'm like, all right, that's cool. And then goes the full Evil Dead 2 with it where the hand oh starts my God. attacking people. It's like Evil Dead 2 like and that. the Three Stooges. Yeah. Yeah. And then and at Evil that Dead 2 point, is essentially the Three Stooges oh, there too. Well, then you end up having... You know, Shifu, he even transforms and he's having fun. Into I thought an that, that was fun. It's good because he sees his boy coming into his own. That's where I said when we started, I really like that that's the first time, you know, Shifu isn't there Six training. Or, then, okay, you're going to go kiss. You're kissing kiss your grits. I'm kissing the shit out of him, apparently. That's the first time that we saw that Shifu can let loose because he didn't have to worry about Marcus because Marcus ended up doing something. That was what, you know, kind Even of in the last the issue where he dove into water, overcoming his hydrophobia to go save his parents right there. You see him growing as a character. And this whole time, now, we didn't have to worry about him getting scared into water and turning back into Marcus' yep. son. So he's really coming into one. Yeah, yeah. I like that aspect. I just wish it was taken more seriously. Him at and time. Shifu teaming up, though, I thought was neat. I thought that was good. Now we're getting something. Now we can go and, and do. I just don't want things, him to fight Aquaman. But, yeah, I know. <laughs> also, when he turns into that pretty much Disney kind of morphed uh dolphin that looked kind of horrendous but i, I thought that that was funny too i, I thought He's that an that abomination was, i thought that was pretty fun uh and that's why i gave it a kiss my grit six. i'm just gonna keep doing it 
I'll tell you, I'm not going to kiss my grits six for this next book, Eric. This book maybe you that will. we're doing next. Maybe. Maybe, well, maybe I will if you can convince me otherwise. I can't. It's Multiversity Teen Justice. I do not see anybody talking about this book. And if they are, it's not in a good light. They're saying, huh? Yeah. Me and you ended up. We're talking about it because we love the multiversity deal. We love Earth, Earth 11. 11. We wanted to get more information. We're not getting that. Tell me at about all. the Justice Guild and Teen Justice. And I, I read this issue twice. That's too many times. Too, too many times. This. Now, why did you this, read it twice? Well, because I didn't understand it the first time. I was trying <laughs> to even get the progression of what That's was happening. Okay, because guy. They, at one point in this book, they tell you that an interaction between Jess Quick and Raven happened in DC Pride. I'm like, you know what? Maybe that would make this entire thing make <laughs> sense and feel right. So I went back and I read this whole Pride Day situation so with Jess I, Chambers yeah. coming in. The, like, the idea why Jess Chambers and Raven would have this connection and they like kind of go off on their own in this book. And like, you know, there's like this idea that Jess Quick wants to give up because all is lost. There's only doom filled in the teen justice future. future. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm like, I went and I read that. And there's a moment where Jess Quick in the battle with the fearsome five of this world kind of gets shoved into Raven just a little bit. And then Raven goes off and then says, it's doom. And and that's that's it. Jess Quick didn't know anything about that. Yeah, exactly. And in this book, things happen to happen, but they don't make sense that the dialogue. And my girl and, Gigi's the hero. Yeah, the progression between. <laughs> Every scene is not there, or if it is, it's confused. This is an awful, awful book. It is Multiversity Team Justice number five, written in quotes, and there are quotes, Eric Ooh, Ivan Cohen shit. and Danny Lore, and art by Luciano Vecchio, Enrique Aaron like Angelini. Yeah, I do like the art. And Carlos M. Manguel. That's about all I like. This book is a wreck. It makes little to no sense. And this whole. What about the Green Lantern Chipotle? Oh, well, yeah, Chipotle. Yeah, I still want to know what's going on with Kyle Rayner. I, I don't understand half the things that are going on here with this book. And even Green with that, Lanterns and Earth 11, for some reason, have to steal your life force in order to keep their green rings, the, the green ring going. All that is, is one of these two smacked ass writers decided that Soylent Green should equal Green Lantern, and let's make this work into a Green joke Lantern that just thuds. It thuds. Oh, it's being fueled by people. Go, go fuck yourself. This is terrible. This book, so don't tell jokes when you can't tell a story. I mean, we just talked about the Monkey Prince and how that was too jokey at points for you. I don't even know what this is. You, you go with it, Eric, because you start out, Gigi is there and giving out these bracelets Central Park bracelets for the, for you know. That's the, where their lives are going to be taken. <laughs> for I, just, the I don't of even blood. know what's going on now. <laughs> hey, would you like a bracelet for the Church of Blood? No. No, no I no, wouldn't. No, I don't think I, I don't think I like the name of that. <laughs> Get away from me, weirdo. The Church of Blood. Oh, yeah, please. Give me a bracelet. That'd be awesome. The weird part about this world is because everything's reverse gender-wise. We have weird things like, you know, life force sucking green lanterns that power up their batteries slash rings. But the idea is like, oh, yeah, I like me the Church of Blood. How about a green lantern? No, sir. Yeah, no, no. It's just evil. (laughs) And so that's going on. And then you just end up having Chipotle. I, I don't even so know. Did you say Chipotle? Uh, Chipotle. <laughs> Chipotle. Chipotle. I didn't even say Did you say Chipotle? I, I almost said it. Uh, Chipotle. <laughs> I'm like, uh, screw you for doing this to me. Chipotle is there going around. I don't even understand exactly the progress of what's happening because well, Gigi's part of the issue. church, but then they're going after them. 
and it just ends up all wonky in if my mind. If you remember mind. the last issue, we had a thing going on where our team was inside the Church of Blood's like inner corridors, which was somehow a mystical place that Raven's soul self got lost at at one point in time. But we got out of there because at one point, also Aqua Girl, who was on you know the the uh, Star Sapphire's home planet, went through a a pond of green lantern rings that became a portal inside the. The Church Came of Blood's back out, rooms. Remember? So that's how we got. But eventually, we teleported out, and all the team were together in New York City, except for Raven and Jess Quick, because for some reason they didn't come out. Where they sped off together, no, nobody knew what was going on. But in this, we find out that Jess Quick sped off to the Flash Museum or the Quick Museum in this world to go and you know brood a little bit brood, about the idea. Yeah. All is lost if you are a part of Team Justice, because Raven said so. Maybe to me, I don't recall that happening. Maybe just in general as a generalized doomsayer. I don't know. But Raven goes to see Jess quick and says, look, we got to be friends. And like, you know, I realize that being part of Team Justice it does mean doom because I saw it in the future. But it also means that we need to stop being afraid and reinvent ourselves and be better people. Here, look at this, this mask. Maybe one day you'll like to wear <laughs> a mask like you. this from Professor Quick. Yeah, maybe I would. But not right now. I'm going to reinvent my costume for this issue, but not go and look like the character that I'll eventually look like that people recognize me from for my first uh, uh, my first uh, debut in Future State. Right. It's 1.0. You'll go. And in this, it really is just woe is me. I'm in the Quick Museum. I hate this. I don't want to die. The future's the worst. No, it isn't. It can change. All right. Let me get a costume cool. on and let's cool go. That, that's all it is. There's no sort of You know what, Jess? Work. There's Maybe we nothing. both have to decide who do we want to be and who do we want to be with. You're right. Teen Justice all the way. Let's and go. also get inside Troy's pants. Yeah, I, it's just out of nowhere. Just all right, let's go. In the meantime, you end up having this big fight in Central Park that just ends up just nothing. It just keeps going. Oh, my going. God. The Green Lanterns have Gigi and the other members of the Church of Blood handing out bracelets. But you know what? We got to take them bracelets off because these bracelets, they suck the life force out of you and channel it to the Green Lantern rings. And oh, my God, stop this. we saw one kid put one on and, and Gigi said, you're special. I love the idea where <laughs> Gigi goes, I think this is the last bracelet. This girl or boy goes, I does that make me special? No, it's sure just does. the last bracelet. <laughs> I just feel like, no. And like, if anybody doesn't remember us talking about this, Gigi just happens to be our random character that showed up in New York City that is our, you know, human perspective to go along in this crazy tale. Just somebody that, I don't know if you remember this or not, but Gigi, she didn't have a lot of friends. She was looking for somewhere to fit in. That's why she like ended up cults. with the Church of Blood who accepted her. Do. But now she realizes she's been working for the wrong side, even though, because at the beginning, Team Justice, including Jess Quick, went and saved Gigi and even got her a new pack back. I think Jess Quick stole that, but doesn't matter. Gigi is now going against the Church of Blood who accepted her because they realized they're soul-sucking Green Lanterns and she would rather be with Team Justice. Yeah, but still putting the bracelets on because you needed to have somebody do something stupid here. So you get Gigi there. I think that this was the only reason that she was always just there to have that in, to have somebody with the, the church, but never really developed, never anything. And the funny play of this is, and this is where I think that there's a problem with Danny Lauren, Ivan Cohen, as they're writing this, where if you don't remember things or whatever, it'd be nice for one person to say Gigi before halfway through the issue. I remembered her name. I'm just saying the idea that they do nothing. I always make sure to say it they 11 million nothing. times. They do nothing to end up, you know, easing you back into any of these issues. And the story is such a convoluted mess of nonsense that you can't even understand what's going on. Even you explaining what happened last issue. You're never going to get a full idea because people just randomly 
just yells stuff. Aqua Girl's like out of nowhere has to start mentioning that whole deal with the justice. It's out of nowhere in the story as we're tell being me told. what happened to the justice code. I'm like, yeah, please tell me because I have no idea. Please tell me what happened to Hal Ke- like Ferris in this. Yeah, if you're gonna do that though. Don't have it when you're right in the middle of the fight that you're in. She just goes, hey there, what happened to the Justice Guild and the Star Sapphires? There's no answer. It just goes on to the next scene. You're like, oh, shit, what the fuck is going on here? You end up having, you know, Witch Girl, Clarence. There's some fun characters in this that are completely wasted. They're Clarence? just, Yeah, they're just completely wasted. Teagle ends up oh, no, I'm having sorry, their Yeah, Clary Ann. And you end up again, I could barely even remember half of these things, but they're cool deal that I wish a better writer was doing this. That they, These writers don't have any idea what to do. And we're getting nothing Earth 11. They're just end up where they just want to have just kids running around willy nilly fighting the Green Lanterns for, for God's sake. Evil Green Lanterns that have taken out the Church of Blood. Why? And even the idea that you're jumping through hoops that Evil Green Lanterns, including Sinestra, right? You get it? So, and just Kilowog. And that Gender they, neutral. Yeah, Kilowog, and they end up where they, the power batteries die, so they have to kill people to convert that to the... I'm telling you, I want to know how this ties back to where we had Zan- Zambia, I believe it was, before... Um, I, I'm, I know I'm saying that wrong, but I can't think of what it is off the... Uh, Zandia. But the idea where we started the story off where all those children were turning to old people and all the old people were turning to dust and stuff like that, I guess that was a trial run for the Green Lanterns here. But for some reason, we had hired assassins, Thunder and Lightning, who were a part of it at one point, decided, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. What are they doing currently? And I that feels like a weird addition to the book that we never really followed up on and just kind of threw away. Especially going with the idea of how it ties into, like, you know, Vicky Stone's mother's, like, you know, uh, stuff for Star Labs and stuff like that, the technology. Is it that the Green Lanterns came to Earth and used the cyborgs of this world's mother's technology to convert people's life force into energy form, but we just never, like, seen missing? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I can't. There's so much to the series. If you go issue by issue, where it's like, oh, yeah, we're not dealing with that anymore. Let's move on. Then you have off, like, I mean, at one point, Jess comes in. She ends up going against big handed Sinestra, but then slips and falls and then gets up and says, catch me if you can. I'm the gingerbread fam. And then says that wasn't a good joke. It wasn't. No, she's got to work on that. I don't know what like I think that was like stream of consciousness as they were writing it. You can erase things. You can go back and take it out. That whole scene didn't even make sense as that's going on. And I'm telling you, all hell is breaking loose. You have Troy. And Raven, there, they're just making <laughs> like, what is going on in this book? You're her truer. Let me take away your pain through your mouth. There are people just getting destroyed as this is happening. They're like, hey, let's make Nestra. out. All eyes on me. <laughs> Trying to keep up. Can't catch me. I'm the gingerbread fam. I'm the gingerbread fam. <laughs> What's that mean? Ah, uh, Jess Quick. Uh, classic. Classic Jess Quick. Uh, in the new costume. You know what's funny? I, I do this. like that faceplate. I wish you would be come back. I wish they'd come back and wear that. I actually really like that. Um, the big play here, the, the thing that cracks me up is in these books, multiversal stuff, even stuff that's like, you know, what ifs or Elseworld stuff, you can get away with things a lot of times. You can get away with little ch- This still sucks. I mean, I can't even give any sort of credence to anything going on in this book because it is a mess. It's a complete mess. At the end, I mean, they're just 
fighting and it looks like Raven at the sacrifice itself to kind of win the day and end up. Well, it's such a weird idea because Raven's like he sees the Teen Justice being having their life force sucked away from him by Sinestro. Like they're all being taken down left and right. And then Raven splits the like the human form from the soul self, and the soul self goes over to Troy one last time to kiss him. For some even more though you kissing. Think, you think the person would want to do that, not the soul self. And then Raven runs in the beam like that's t- uh, taking the life force of Jess Quick. And for some reason, it's instantly turned to straws? dust right there. I mean, I'd say, you know, soul self, you get your ass over there. I'm going to go make out with Troy. I don't think either can live without the either. But the idea when you have this, though... Do you see the soul self? Because I'm sorry, when like when uh, Raven is blasted for the like the ending thing before turn to dust, you see the soul self around, but it seemed weird to split up like that just to come back. So they're all because I really thought the idea is like okay, they're still out there because the soul self is still out there, or whatever you want to play with. But it looks like they're blasted away, and our big cliffhanger for this: oh my god, Raven, we barely knew ye, and it's true because we yeah, know nothing about know Raven nothing except about for what it. you know about regular Raven, just gender. Yeah, swap. that's the thing is everything in this book is like that, even though. Raven then gets... Is this the doom that Raven saw in the future when Jess Quick bumped into him? I think Jess Quick is like, shit, I knew it! I, I knew My I shouldn't have come here! <laughs> Let me go mope again! Why the fuck did I come here? Back to the Quick <laughs> Museum. <laughs> Their tours today, There's no way. I mean, she must just be like, oh my god, I'm out, though. It's just, I don't know. It's the just not good. The book looks great. I think it looks the really good. Like the, the character designs are cool as hell. They could be really... And the thing is, that's why we're reading this, because I want to love this version of the Teen Titans and the Teen Justice of this world. I want to know what their lives are like beyond just being gender swapped, because there's a lot of interesting things you could do. You can't just I rely on that. I want to know how this connects to the Infinite Frontier, where we saw the Batwoman of this world become the Batwoman who laughs, who's the Robin of this world's mother. I want to know how that's affecting him. We're not dealing with any of that. It's just, here's Teen Justice, and we're not going to show you enough of them because even the stuff that we want to do with telling, talking about changing our fate or love interest, we're going to freaking punch the idea of the Church of Blood, Thunder and Lightning, Evil Green Lanterns, the Justice Guild, and the Star Sapphires all at you all at once and give you no real explanation to, to the point where you're leaving your head spinning, wondering. So, you, so the thing is, at that point in time, you don't even care what you're reading because you don't know what you you're reading you anymore when it comes to Teen Justice. You can't. You can't process it. So when you end up. At the end, when this is all said Gender and done, swap, that's all you get. we'll just be like, hey, cool character designs, but what else? The art I'm, looks great, though. And in that, you, you have two writers. Both of them are going into this knowing the amount of characters they're going to deal with. They have a set roster, all that, but it seems too many characters are in this. There's not enough for everybody to do. They can't end up being able to control the idea of, like, there's writers who know how to write, actually, Eric, and you can end up having action while also getting character work. and. Character moments like, you know, Troy and Raven kiss, that that's not character work. I'm saying I want to know about these characters. So I work. You get a little bit, yeah. You get a little bit with Jess Quick, but not really. You you just end up where it's a callback to the Pride issue, which, like you said, I went back and read, and it didn't have really anything to do with what I was, was so being mad said. I went back and read it just because I thought it, was, it would hold all the answers. I'm telling you, I read this twice on that Pride oh, issue, and when I got to this- that's been my problem. I didn't read that. If I re- only read that, all of this will make I sense. I thought it was going to crack the code. <laughs> Drink your Ovaltine. Shit! It was right before we were going to- rec- and I'm, I'm getting through this the second time, and afterwards- Exactly what you said. I said when I stopped. Shit! Like I didn't. I, I don't know what's going on. I have no idea. And I luckily we talked somewhat about. But it's so hard. It's to, still more coherent than the other issues, though. I think maybe, but still, maybe. this is like we ended up on the Patreon spotlight. We talked about that deadly green, and 
why are we reading books now where we've been reading for all this time? We've had some low times at DC, but rarely have we had books where we just are, we don't know huh? what even is going on. Like, what is happening in this? And I said, Danny Lore ended up taking over the champions book at Marvel. And it was as it was just this bad. It, it just is not a good writer and can't seem to write a, a bunch of characters. So why, why? And I think that the only reason they're on this one is because of the fact that they did that champions book or at least, and it really came on to take over book. And then four or five issues later was canceled. That's a really great takeover. Uh, but in that, what would you give this? Like I said, I enjoy the art. It's probably more coherent than any of the other issues besides for the first one. That's maybe. A, that is a backdoor compliment. That's what it's, that is. It's, I mean, it's whatever you want it to be at this point in time. <laughs> but ultimately, it's just a padded issue that tells you to go read another issue for any of this to make sense. And it doesn't make sense when you read that. And it's just a really disappointing thing. But hopefully, just hopefully, if there's any kind of God out there, there hopefully... Isn't. The final issue of this series will all come together and make this all feel like it makes sense and make it feel worthwhile. 5.5 5 out of yeah, 10. Yeah, I'm telling you, I know that they say that God does miracles, but I don't think you can do it on this one. I'm a fuck you five. Fuck you! And as I said, fuck your chicken strips. Yeah, fuck your chicken strips out of here. I mean, this is just, it's awful. When you're reading a comic that you've read, this is issue five. When you're reading it and you don't even know anything about the characters that you can end up you know, at least you'd have that basis and then I can kind of get an idea of what they're doing because of that. But I realized after reading this, I don't know what the story is about. I don't know anything about the characters and you have given me nothing on Earth 11 and this will end up finishing. And if we ever see Earth 11 again, please, none of this. But really, what could you get from this? Chipolita? I mean, is that what we're going to get from now on? And then that's their biggest uh, epitome of a Chipolita, joke. Chipolita, Jim. Chipolita. I was trying to find this line because I forgot where it was, but it bothered me when I read it. When we have our characters go to Central Park and say like, hey, what's going on? It's like, uh, Troy. That's when Gigi comes across the team lanterns. Troy, wait, does that mean you're a superhero? You were pretending I was investigating undercover. And then in the background, Robin says to Gigi, answer key, Church of Blood, cult. They're led by very bad Green Lanterns. Green Lanterns, mostly dead and powerless, but well, not these ones. You didn't explain shit to me. <laughs> what, what did he just Because tell me what the Green Lanterns are of this universe. Why are they mostly Chipolita sounds like Chipolita? it would be. Chipolita sounds like it'd be a, a chip witch and a, uh, a Choco Taco combined. Chipolita. I'm they don't make Choco Tacos anymore and broke my That's heart. That's because now they make the Chipolita. This is what they do. Chipolita. Every time I, I look up, it doesn't. Chipotle over here. Yeah, Chipolita. There, there's a joke, and that, then at one point they're throwing shade, and I'm not going to listen to a squirrel. All right, and we have never, I'm not either, we've honestly. never heard that one before. Oh my! What do you ever think happened to Badge when Badge used to be the mentor of Simon Baz? Yeah, I don't know. Badge ended up, maybe Chipolita ended up eating him. Chipolita. <laughs> Somehow the Earth Eleven chip ends up eating Badge. Oh my! I do like the idea. In they this said world, we don't need no Jess badges. Is what they said. In this world, back in the, like the golden age, you had Jesse Quick and Liberty Bill instead of Liberty Bell. I'm like that doesn't even work. Liberty Bell is because of the Liberty Bell. They can't call it Liberty they Bell. Should have, they should have had it the Bill of Rights. Eric, I do find it that? interesting too that Jesse Quick is more of an <laughs> is more of an impulse character because even this, like you said, the Max uh, Maxine Mercury, like you would teach them how, like you know, how to use their powers stuff like that. So I'm like, okay. Because of how we work with this, instead of the Flash family, you had the Quick family and how that goes with Jesse Quick. 
and even along the lines of Liberty Bell and the other Jesse Quick, but even having Maxine Mercury here, I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool actually just coming out here and through the Quick Museum and telling me that Jess Quick is a part of the Quick family and stuff like that, the Chambers, but it is also more of an impulse kind of character, Bart Allen. I'm looking at Liberty Bill. Why would Liberty Bill still have a bell? <laughs> Liberty Bill. Oh, my goodness gracious. I did like the Max deal, the Maxine Mercury. No, you need to understand, Raven. Max used to tell me I'd find my own path, that I'd be ready in my own time. But now, I, if you read DC Pride, you'll know I'm not ready for that yeah, shit. I'm not ready for that shit. I mean, I'm talking to the one person that ended up should know already Even because the they were there. But hey. Like, out of nowhere, like to Raven. You took that away from me. I'm like, look, I didn't. I, I won't tell you that I went back and I reread the last issue. But was there a point in that where there became doom and gloom and Jess Quick no, and Raven I, had I to stand off about no. how you're going to be dead and everybody's going to be dead? Because I, I love that, that idea. You took that from. <laughs> oh, it's stupid, but that is it. I don't think this is going to be our book of the week. But what is your book of the week? My book of the week is Batman. Batman. It Merry crisis. is Merry Crisis. There. It's Batman, Merry Crisis. I Batman for me as well as we end yet another week of books and hopefully all these things. I mean, we ended up where Dark Crisis, Poison. I mean, maybe they'll get better, Eric. Maybe we'll be all in. But what do we have next maybe. week? Well, we maybe have they'll get worse, Jim. <laughs> they could. I'm trying to be positive here. I, mean, I don't know about it. you. I am the purveyor of positivity. But in that. See what we're doing next week. What do we have? That uh, looks like we might have a Clune Red section again, Eric. Definitely, that sounds great. I mean, the, the Wolfman, he would like that. Merry, Merry crisis. crisis! You know what I say about the Clune Red section? Walk away. <laughs> Did you just discover your freaking soundboard? What's happening right now? I, I actually realized that I didn't use it much in that first section. I was so embroiled in your, you know, your community. We just got done the second section. Well, it's second section. That's not here nor there, Eric. Batgirls number 11 is the first book that I will mention where we're going to continue on with that story, right? Doing yeah. stuff. We're going to end up Killer finding Moth. out what's going on with Killer Moth, what's going on with all that stuff. Oh, my God. There's murders to be had. I don't even remember. Half the time, I don't even remember what they're trying to pull in that one. But Batgirls well, number 11. If you remember, 11. Kyle and Maths are going to be in this next issue. Ooh, that's true. From Gotham Academy. That's pretty good. We also have Batman Incorporated, number one, a book that I was not looking forward to until... Deathstroke Inc. Deathstroke Year Deathstroke One. Deathstroke Inc. I'm like, oh, man, you know, at prison, he's doing stuff here. And so, yeah, I, I want to see... He'll make you care about a clown hunter. I just want to see what clown hunter says, where the Jokers and all those clowns are nationwide. They have taken it to the streets. I don't think you're going to deal with that. Yeah, I don't either, Eric. We also have Batman versus Robin, number two. I don't What's know going about on you. Lazarus pits? We'll have to see. I mean, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it doesn't turn into some damn Lazarus planet. Hopefully. Uh, it's weird because the Batman versus Robin, it's only at issue number two. For some reason, it feels like that's been going on for a while now in my mind. For years but now, they've been at odds. <laughs> exactly. They have. And what really is going on with those Lazarus pits, Eric? Are they a natural phenomenon? Is it based on science? Is it something else? Is it the DC darkness? Will Is never it tell. Holy moly, it's a planet, Eric. It's a volcano. It's everything. Uh, we also have Dark Crisis Worlds Without a Justice League, Green Arrow number one. We're hopefully we'll discover how a Green Arrow survived a rabbit punch That's from Doomsday. That's all I'm in for. I'm here because this is the most important tie into Dark Crisis because Eric on the Shea cover it says, wants true to love know. never dies. 
Oh, there you go. It's always within us all. True love. Eric, maybe true love. Well, it would be weird if true love saves the day because I just saw that Black Canary was really surprised to see Oliver this alive, ain't her dream right? World. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, true love. You also end up having I Am Batman number 14, though. We're a little kind of the deal. It's some places say that it will be coming out. Some places say it won't. I was not going to mention it, but then I mentioned it, Eric. Sitting here, Mike, what are you doing? I know. I said I'm not going to mention it because we can't really verify it's going to come out. But if it does, we'll be talking about it. Jace Fox leading to what I think is that whole Renee Montoya book that's coming out, I believe, in November. But with that, we'll see. I got in a fight with somebody about the I Am Batman book today you? where they still end up claiming that Jace Fox is trying to take over everything from the Bruce Wayne Batman. I'm like, just let it be its own thing. I do wish that maybe the name would change or something like that. But that book is coming to an end soon. Superman, Son of Kal-El. Speaking what we seem to Kal-El think is coming to an end. part two. It's number 16 of that. And we'll see how that goes. Father and son uh, reunited for the first time in what feels like forever. Yeah, it's like peaches and herb reunited and it feels so good. Is it going to feel so good, Eric, do you think? Or is there going to be problems? I mean, John and sure up- Tom Taylor is just going to write the best stuff possible oh for this Oh, my God. Time. It's going to be dripping with like the, the idea, though, when Cal left, the last thing that John was throwing so much shade at him. When he went off Why don't you do more, daddy? I mean, seriously, he ends up coming back, but Eric, he brought War World with him. Why don't you go fuck yourself, son? I'm going to War World with my new friends, the authority. That's the new pack of smokes. I'm going to War World. Uh, And then we also have Wonder Woman. 792. The Cheetah Unleashed. Milk Extra Cheetah Unleashed. We're in the Amazon. I'm worried about those animals. Squirrels, they do not live in the rainforest. I got full word that that is i know from me from me i ended up i did end up after we got done recording because i was saying all these animals you know golden retrievers in the amazon i did end up looking up like animals indigenous to the rain google could you please list every single animal that can be found in south america it had like three i'm like there's got to be more than that in the rainforest (laughs) right i'm like it doesn't seem (laughs) right three now there's more now there's gazelles you end up having house cats. You end up, and remember, the ones look like those I knew cats. There's, ha- there's cats you, down there. You also ended up having those like weird spider monkey things that you asked me about, and I probably was wrong about, but you have those. Those seem like they might be around. Maybe some cheetahs. I don't Google, know. Google, does the Amazon have the mankeys? Google. <laughs> Google. Or our house pets in the Amazon. They're like, well, if they want to yes. be, I guess uh, you can do that. But yeah, we'll see. What's going on? A couple of things that I ended up saying that I do think that this will tie into the experiments has to do with the milk extra. I ended up mentioning that when we were talking about it. We'll see if that's the case. It. Yeah, it's weird. And even throwing in other names. Remember, it was like, oh, we're going to mention this. And I, it was all over the place. But we'll see. But I think that the Patreon spotlight will probably be Batman Incorporated and Batman versus Robin. But we'll see. I'm usually wrong. But if you want to listen to that Patreon Spotlight show that comes out every Thursday, each and every week, two books picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew, uh, uh, uh. you end up going to the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science. Pick a level that's right for you and in you go. You can listen to a plethora of podcasts and some fun to be had. Me and Eric do the Spotlight. We have a joyous time each and every week as we get together to ramble on like Robert Plant. But with that, Eric... I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm just talking. I'm just talking. Uh, 
But yeah, with that, I think that we'll probably get that Batman incorporated in Batman versus Robin. So that'll be a banger. But even if it isn't, maybe the Clumrad section, they'll save us from our own doings there. But we'll have everything else on the regular podcast next week. And again, if you want to email us, please email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. And also check out our Twitter, WeirdScienceDC, and then go to our website to see reviews of the books. And that is WeirdScienceDCComics.com. It's all easy, but if you need a little bit of a help, you end up having these links in the show notes. So check all that stuff out, including links to our Marvel manga and all that other stuff on their own feeds. But that's not Eric's business. Not Eric's at all. business is DC, DC only. I keep having I'm people ask boy. me. I, I'm telling people. Eric ever going to get back on that Marvel deal? I'm like, why are people asking that now? I mean, it's so long ago. I don't even ago. know how Colossus died 20 years ago because how Marvel screwed me. How could you possibly me. do that? Let alone know what's going Legacy on with virus? Chasm. Oh my. Chasm. 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 Chasm has a book coming out. Maybe you'll be involved with me there. Not my Scarlet Spider. Yeah, exactly. So with all that, though, that is it. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Eric and Luis for mailing in. Thanks, Every bit of the patrons, everybody listening, you're all weirdos in the Get Fresh crew. What do we say at the end, Eric? Everybody have a great week. week. Keep it weird. weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Go read comics. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.